Everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered two buggies on stickies. This is the Total Offer Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Ian. And I'm Mike. And this is episode 96. We're talking about Ultra 4. We're talking about Mike working on Snow Day. And Steve tried to lose a wheel. And maybe worked on his tow rig. Maybe. Fun. TBD. To be determined. <laughs> Find out later if he actually worked on his toe. Did he actually do anything at all? Stay tuned. Stay tuned for more. We're back with this episode, and we're actually going to actually talk about. We're actually going to actually talk about. We're actually, actually going to actually do lie to them. <laughs> Not at the beginning. Wait till later. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, save the lies or save the off road. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love it. So, uh, starting off with a weekly recap, Mike, what did you do this weekend? Oh, geez. Uh, well, mostly yard work. Did you want to start your beer first? I mean, God, yeah. <laughs> I'm chomping at the bit to get this. Ah, uh, there it is. Hey, oh, we're both drinking something from Little Beaver Brewing. Mike has got a, what oh, is that geez, thing? What is tiger like, Rings? Tiger Rings. It's the Tiger King knockoff beer. Um, like it's the spoof beer. It's a, uh, it's kind of playing with, uh, what are the, what are those ring candies called? The, they're like um, jelly gummy no, no, rings. No, no. There's a little, little, uh, gummy. It's almost like a gummy worm, but, but like also sour. Yeah. It's just a sour ring. They're called something. I don't know, I don't know anything about candy. Why can't I think of that now? Are, are they called sour rings? rings? Are they just orange rings? No, nah, cause sometimes they're different flavors. No. Damn it's it. A, it's a sour India pale ale with watermelon and milk sugar. And yeah, it's. It's trying to be a, a gummy <laughs> sour ring that we can't think the name of. And you guys are yelling at us Screaming right now. Screaming into the phone. You're like, you idiot. It's this. Right. What are those called? Because they, they do have a name. They do. Are they just peach rings? Okay. No, peach rings. They are peach rings. Oh, yeah. You should have shook that one up. My bad. Mm, it had all the goods in the bottom. That's of it. right. It'll be fine. It'll mix in there. Yeah. All the peach puree. <laughs> it is literally like dumping peach in puree. Here. Wow. <laughs> okay. Strawberry puree, whatever it is. So anyway, we're drinking a beer. Uh, I'm having the uh, Papa School. We, you guys have heard both of these on the podcast previously. I think Ian and I drank them earlier this year. Um, did your mom and your sister bring these back for yes. us? Yeah. Yep. So anyway, if you don't like hearing about beer, too damn bad. Well, Welcome to Off-Road Things. Mike, what did you do this weekend? Like I said, mostly yard work. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but for real. <laughs> I think you did more than that. I did a couple things to snow day this weekend. What did I do? Oh, man, I should have made a list. I actually made a list and I crossed it off. Well, you told us about a lot of it. Uh, you got an X mount or Ram. mount. Oh, sorry. I put a Ram mount in it because it's annoying, like having my phone in my hand while I'm trying to be on the trail or That's just terrible. driving anywhere. Just yeah. really any situation at all when I'm in snow day. I wish that I could look at my screen and not have to hold my phone. I had because I was doing a lot of videoing when we were out doing the up at uh, Rocks and Valleys mm -hmm. and I had Jordan Wheeler riding with me. And she was like, she was super nervous for me because when I would, when I wasn't videoing or anything, I had the phone sitting on my, like on my right thigh. Oh, that's a great idea. But it just sat there just fine. Like it didn't go anywhere. And she was all like, um, I, does your phone just stay there? I'm like, yeah, it just kind of <laughs> just hangs out. Like it doesn't seem to move around too much. And she was genuinely nervous that I was going to lose that thing out the door, <laughs> that the not door. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the one thing about a Ram mount and I've never had one, but you guys are just yeah. suggesting it. You're every, like literally everyone. I even asked a couple what of groups and every single person was like Ram mount, Ram mount, Ram mount, Ram mount. So, they work, they work for every phone, basically, you know, pretty much every phone. They're just, 
Um, and they're super nice. I would say it's a little pricey, but I didn't yeah. think that it was pricey for the quality. It seems really nice. Mm-hmm. I got one that you just screw in because it's snow day and I don't care about putting holes in my dash. Right. So I just straight screwed it into like the side of the instrument cluster holder thingy. Oh, yeah, because on the 94 OBS, yeah. the, it, it kind of sticks up. It's kind of it taller exactly. than the rest of the dash. So you have so that side. Stuck it on the side and right. it comes out and it's just like right here like in it. the middle of everything. Have yeah, you utilized it? Have you stuck your phone in it and looked at it? Yeah, I yeah. used it on the way to work today just to see. It yeah. shakes, but Shake not. <laughs> it doesn't shake. It is very solid. The truck shakes. <laughs> uh, it shakes with the truck. It shakes with yeah. the truck. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. It's super. The phone is just sitting still and the whole truck is moving around it. That would be cool. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. If it was like an old uh, old Sony CD anti skip thing where you literally <laughs> set your discman on a little spring plate, you guys remember that? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So yeah, that, one of those. That'd like it's like a gyro or like a uh, yeah. I don't even know what it was, but cool. yeah, Ram out. Can you get on that real quick? Yeah, chop chop, and keep the price the same. Thanks. Uh, but really, it's pretty nice. My only gripe is that you need two hands to use it. You Unless I'm not that talented, no. I was like, I need to like snap this thing with one hand and set it and then like let go. It, of it. is you can. If you do it correctly, I think you can kind of push the phone into it a little bit and try to do it that way. But yes, it's generally a two hand operation. You need to pull the springs, mm-hmm. you know, open the X and then sit it in and let the X go. Very hard to do that with one hand. Do you want a tip? Yes. yes. Pro tip. I have had these X grips for years yes. and used them in a bunch of different vehicles, including work trucks, um, where you get in a habit of like sometimes you just take the phone and just grab it and pull it out of there. Oh, okay. Um, your little, your little rubber thingy mm-hmm. that goes on the oh, metal yeah. thing put a little like i don't know hot glue super glue epoxy whatever to keep it on there because because you, you'll pop one of those off i legit dropped it out of the truck <laughs> went to move and was like leave and put my phone back and i was like where the fuck did this thing go looked around on the ground it had seemingly bounced i guess off the floor and clear out of the vehicle and was oh, no. laying like on the ground next to me and i was like <gasps> I don't even know what you it's useless without the rubber thing. You know, oh, it's yeah, funny. They actually included glue, like a little tiny tube of glue really? with the Ram mount. And go. I think that they like mentioned it. So I don't know if they were telling me to do. I didn't really read the instructions. <laughs> if this pops loose, were here's they, some extra yeah, glue. that's the thing. Were they telling me to do it? Or were they saying if you get a new little rubber doohickey, hmm. glue it on? Yeah. Interesting. I'm hoping they're already glued on. I doubt it. You can check. It's going to give it a little yeah, tug. Yeah, just give it a tug. Right we'll on. look on the backside. I, I feel like mine may have been glued on. Yeah. I just know that that's the, like one annoyance I've ever had with him yeah. is a little rubber thing he popped off the one time. Like I said, it seemingly made its way completely out of the vehicle. Now, also, is that your fault because you ripped your phone oh, out yeah, of it no, rather than carefully yeah. pressing the X? Yeah, 100% <laughs> operator I, error. But if I'd have lost that little rubber dingus, I'd have been fucking annoyed. You'd have to call up Ram and send him yeah. 899 or something. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, so easy enough. You just put like a couple drops of super glue and just stick it on there and be done. All right. No problem. I might do so, that. So it's the only thing I've ever had an issue with. Years of years. Other than that, they're just good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's uh, your pro tip. So I did the ram mount. Yep. I painted my filler piece because Steve insisted he be the only one <laughs> with an we, ugly truck around here. Can we all get a clap, please? Right now. Just clap into the phone. Mike will hear it. <laughs> yes. He can. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Can't thank stand you. Yes. Thank vehicles. you. Thank you. <laughs> it doesn't really match, but it looks kind of like Snow Day. Yeah, and it's it's, close enough that now Steve can be the only one with an ugly truck. And that's what he really wanted. Perfect. Yeah, I hope that you're happy. I did it for you. I am because I didn't need to do that before this trip. I could have just left it that way forever just to annoy you. That would have been fine, too. Uh Would have gave us something to conversate about. Now I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah, filler panel. Yep. I'm slowly going to paint the whole truck that color. 
I'm not, I'm not just do upset a fender, then do the hood. Just yep. like every month, just do a different panel. That's all the whole truck is. <laughs> Island Splash. <clears throat> Island Splash. It's just a more it Doesn't make you feel good? It does. Yeah. It makes me think about splashing around on an island. I don't know what color um, Speakeasy's truck is. It's not I that. I don't think it's Island Splash. No, it's more bikini Teal. bluish. Yeah, it's more tealy. Isn't it's that more, what bikini yeah. blue is? More mm, tealy? Yeah, sort of. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Mm, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what else you do that thing? I don't know. Put some beadlocks on it. Um, let's see. What did I do to it? Uh, <laughs> he just skips right over the beadlocks. Yeah, I put polished race line Avengers. <laughs> Avengers? Wait, no, no. Do not do that. What's the name of that wheel? Um, starts with an M. No, no. <laughs> we a... both forgot the name of it. He said Avenger. My brain just went. Fuck. Yeah, I don't think that's right. No, they're not Avengers. They are. Why does that sound right? It's... No, I don't feel race like it's correct. Line. Derek is screaming. Oh, Derek! Yeah, I know Derek's mad. What are they? It is the Avenger. It is okay. Yeah, really. So, so I put know. I put some Raceline Avengers on it, except for I Steve polished not. them, so they're extra pretty. They may be the only polished Raceline Avengers because Derek chose to have his clear powder coated, which I still haven't seen. That'll be interesting to see. Have we seen it? I didn't know those were Avengers. I thought they had a different name. It's their newest wheel, I think. Their yeah. newest non-double beadlock forged. $800 a wheel wheel because <laughs> those looked real nice but yes, money but money so you put some of those on I put beadlocks on it yeah that's that was, awesome that was pretty fun they look amazing I didn't know he had them on there he pulled up today didn't say nothing about it just pulled up parked on the other side of the <laughs> of the of the billboard that's in the front yard yep and we I couldn't see it and then we sit down for the patreon and we start talking this and that and all of a sudden he's like yeah, so put my beadlocks on. I was like, oh my God. We literally stopped the Patreon, went out, take a look, took a look at it, and just, uh. I drove it to work today with the wonderful. intentions to retighten all, what, 130, no, it's not right, 128 bolts. Yeah. But I was busy, so I never did that. So hopefully I'll do that sometime. That happens. I'd be interested to see what people think about beadlock maintenance. I know it's Ooh. a little bit off topic or not off topic but yeah. I did, we're talking about what i did to snow day but this is a little off tangent but beadlock maintenance the thing is i'm sure some people do nothing and some people are very diligent but i would like to know like what the average is like do you check the bolts oh my raceline says replace the bolts once a year no matter what i'm like no <laughs> one does that no one does i will that. say i went to put when i went to put mine together i used some of the old heart i used the old hardware that came with it yeah thinking grade eight it's fine yep and I actually did like as i'm like starting to torque it down the first torque step which is like what, like eight pounds or something stupid? Yeah, something just some light. Like, pink, and it just breaks off. I'm like, what? Or that you think they're stretched? To- it just it just broke, and I literally took that bolt. I just picked that bolt. I'm out of the ring, and then I reached down in and just unscrewed it from the yeah, bottom. Yeah, because the threads are fine. Obviously. Yeah, the threads are fine. It just broke. It just literally broke off. I was like, oh, well, that's odd. So I mean, you got 32 of them. So, but that was one out of the 32. Yeah, I just okay. put the bolt in and called it a day. Huh. Weird. Yeah, so probably wouldn't. <sighs> God, if I had to take those back apart, I was thinking about this the other day. <laughs> it's quick, so bad. Quick side tangent. I was thinking about the fact that, and we'll get into this in a minute about the whole losing the wheel thing. If the seats, the conical seats in my wheels are actually destroyed from being over tightened and whatever. Oh, on yeah. those wheels. I'm going to take those wheels apart, take them to Bray and have him re bore the cone. Yeah. Machine it back to its proper yes, taper. Re, re, yeah. Remachine it back to the proper taper. 60 degree taper. If I do that, um, 
I'm like, I'm going to have to take the wheels apart because he can't put the whole tire up on his, on his CNC on his yeah, mill. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, if I have to take those back apart, I'm selling the Coopers and buying bosses. Look at you. I don't know where I'm going to get the money, but that's what I'm doing. Making moves. If they, <laughs> like, if they have to come apart. <laughs> I sell my Coopers for $200 and my bosses for $2,000. <laughs> Somebody's going to take that deal. $200 for a set of 40 inch Coopers. They're going to be on it. Just saying. Yes. I'm sure that I know the prices went up because I think yeah, I they're, paid, they're two grand. It was around $400 a tire when I bought. I think I got them for under 400. Yeah. Somebody got me a deal. Ian, mm, you you found me the maybe? deal. You knew uh, a guy. What'd you get your go forth? Uh, I can't remember. It was a guy that worked with four wheel parts, but oh, whatever yeah, the case. Yeah, yeah. I thought it, you bought those at the Jambo. No. Mm-mm. Wait. Pretty sure you did. Did I? I no. I don't. I don't remember. Derek, or Derek bought Drew. his. Derek bought his bosses at the Jambo. Yeah. Did you buy them through Drew? I think I bought them through Drew. Okay. But I think he he hooked me up a little bit. It wasn't like crazy, but think, it was less than retail. You would think having a podcast, we could get a guy. We could have our own guy. Our own tire parts, guy. You know? Yeah. Well, apparently we do. Not even a tire guy. Just a guy at four wheel parts. Like we have a guy at complete off road. That's true. I don't know. Maybe we don't need a guy at four wheel parts. Maybe I've been buying my tires from the wrong people this whole time. Son of a bitch. 563-583-5363. Look at you knowing that number. <laughs> you didn't have to look at the sticker on the wall. <laughs> it was a slow start, though. Yeah. Anyway, call Chris if you need tires. Anyway. So so you put beadlocks on. I put beadlocks and I put my Baja Pro XS back on, which, by the way, have gone up quite a bit. Yes. I got them for under 400. They are now 525 a tire, like <sighs> generally speaking Isn't on the wild? internet right $100 now. $100 yeah. a tire. Yeah. Oofta. I don't know if that's ever going to recorrect. It might not. May not. That may just be the new rubber price. It is. Wild? It is weird watching all these prices rise because I don't even want to say it out loud, but I'm going to just because it's kind of disgusting. Yeah. I have like I don't know a few thousand bucks in snow day. Yeah. I have Four thousand dollars of the wheels and tires. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck am I? Who do I think I am? You got bougie. More, you have more Welcome in your the club, buddy. You have more in the wheels and tires than you do in the entire build. I would say that's probably true. Yeah. It's got to be pretty accurate. But pretty it's weird because like you buy something, know. you get a good deal. You buy something and then you like you yep. add it up and you're like, no, I am not a four thousand dollar <laughs> wheels and tires guy. That is not me. I'm just people a, see you are going to see you on the tram like, God, must be nice. Yeah, they're going to say must yeah, be nice. Must be like, nice. no, he's just a poor guy. Look at wonder, his truck. I wonder if people think that when I see my shit. Like, right. You know, polished beadlocks are like, oh, man, must be nice. I'm like, no, nope, bought those fuckers used for nine hundred dollars and made them pretty. Yes. And bought the tires used for eight hundred dollars. Dude, it's weird. Like, it's just weird. Yeah, weird to think about that. You're like, oh, God, but you didn't spend that. No, not at all. I mean, close. Well, not only did I get a good deal on everything, but also prices have gone way up. We got that 2,800 bucks in that set. Yeah, that's exactly what I have. Yeah, I think that's even shipped. That might even be like shipped in tax. Even then, like 2,800 bucks as a single payment would be like, ooh, that's a ooh. It It would hurt a little bit. Yeah, you'd feel it. Yeah. Not so much as like. But someone was like. $4,200. $4,200. Like, can you just set that down real quick? And be like, ah, nope. I don't need that. Just I'll just stick with my steelies. <laughs> okay, so, no time for that. Uh, I think there was something great. else I did to it. Oh, uh, Walt did the U joint caps. Oh, yeah, the caps, yeah. Apparently. And yeah. you know what? The one time that I didn't break a U joint and I broke something else, I snapped a stub shaft. And at the time, I had welded U-joint caps. But now, you had, did not have chromoly. I did not have chromoly, so that yeah. was a factory 79 outer. Yeah. Which probably just broke because it was old. Right. 
So and, and 38s on a 44. I mean, you're I am kind of just pushing it. I am kind of living that on chromos. I feel like it's not that bad. It's still you're kind of within range at that point. It's still are you full chromos now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It could still use a 60, but you don't beat on it. It's not like you don't start beating on it. That's the thing. So like, yeah, it's not like you get out and get stupid rowdy with it. Last time we were at Moonlight, I I got as rowdy as a TBI 350 can get, (laughs) which is not very rowdy, but it was definitely spinning all four. I hope to see. I hope to see you do that again. Well, if it's it's not dry, you probably will. One day. Oh, it is dry. That'd be nice if it is dry. Dude, if it's dry. It doesn't rain on us. What are your plans for showering? Do you well, have any? Kind of a personal question. I mean, like, so Jess and I were having this conversation. This shower is with a buddy to save water. Total yep. sight. <laughs> to- oh, you. That's right. You said they showered in the creek. They 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 bathed, bathed in, in the, the creek. creek. Yeah. I personally used uh, one of those shower bags. Oh, you, you did. We, I filled it up in the creek. Oh yeah, yeah. It's black bag has a little nozzle on the bottom. You basically fill it, hang it from something. Right. I just hung it from the door of snow day and just stripped down to my skivvies yep. and. Uh, it took me a little hot shower because I loved to sit on the trailer all day, so it was hot. From the and sun. it did warm up. It was hot. It was a hot shower. Really, very hot. I have to see if Matt still got his. I might pick it up from him. That would be really nice. I'm yeah. also thinking about maybe just leaving Friday morning because Thursday night I'll just be driving tonight, get there, and just wake up feeling sticky. Or I could just uh, wake up Friday, full, freshly showered, and leave. Six a.m. Five a.m. is what I was thinking. But be it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know. When, yeah. It's three hours and 45 minutes per Google's. That's not towing a trailer. It took me four and a half hours and I made one stop. I think that's, that's I just what, stopped and grabbed a sandwich. Yes. I figured it'd be about four and a half hours. So it, I guess it depends when everybody <laughs> wants to get there. Like, I don't want everyone to be waiting on us. Of course, if people are there, they could just go wheel and come back or we can right. find them. Hmm. Well, everybody's been asking me, kind of messaging me like, when are you leaving? When are you leaving? And I was like, I don't know yet, but I do kind of like that idea. And that's one less night that Jess is. Not that it makes a huge difference on leaving early, but at the same but time, still. you know, one more night in your bed, get up early, 5 a.m. is not bad, get up at 4, get everything prepped, ready, and roll out. It gives you one more night to get things squared up. And you're a little cleaner when you leave. That too. Yeah. It gives so you, you might one, not even need a one shower. One less night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so like when I leave, like right now, you, I, like, I look decent. I smell okay. I just ragged. I just took a rag bath before I left But the you job. won't in the morning. I was polishing. Oh yeah. really? <laughs> yeah, I was like I was polishing all day and like I don't have a shower at the shop yet. And so I've gotten pretty good at just taking a like I take a microfiber towel and I just throw some soap on it and I just like I'll wash my hair in the sink and then wash my face and stuff in the sink and then I just wipe myself down with that. And then that's I'm clean to go home. And then when I get home, I don't I can pick up Owen when I'm you know cleaning everything and then I just take yeah. a shower. Baby wipes, man. Or some some uh, sort of disposable dude, wipe. Dude I need to get some of those I told, for I told the trail. Jess that she's like, What are you gonna do about a shower? I was like, just take back dude wipes. Dude wipes, <laughs> yeah. Dude wipes. You ever heard of them? Yeah, that's just, a brand, or that's yeah, just yeah, a brand. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh I, yeah, yeah. Dude wipes is a brand. They they make they're like baby scented. wipes, but for men, essentially. <laughs> that's the case. Yeah, okay. and they make them scented and unscented. Uh, they got like manlier scents, so you don't smell like a baby. Well, don't you want it to be unscented if you're gonna be out in the woods? You can't. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't want bugs to be like, ooh, that smells three delicious. Days, you got three days of funk on you, you going want a scent. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> No, a hot shower would be nice. One of the shower yeah. bags can't be that expensive. It's literally a no, bag with a yeah. nozzle on it. It's not. I think they're 20 bucks? 30 or 40 bucks. Or 30 or 40. I don't even know. I could look it up real quick. So that's, I was just curious. Sorry, that was a super side tangent. I know we're talking about Moonlight stuff and we're talking about weekend recap. Did you do anything else in preparation for Moonlight? I think that was it. The okay. the U-joints the caps welded was the light. And I just did attack on each one, but that seems to be enough. I will quickly recap my weekend and then we'll get to Ian's weekend, which is the main topic of the, the weekend of this week. Shebang. 
so last we'll start off by last week when I left here. When I left here last week, I was leaving. I had Loki and I had door. I took the doors off when we left. I packed him in the back, took off down the road and I heard a clicking noise. And I'm like, oh, what's that clicking noise? It was like you could hear it, it was like the rotation of the tire was giving a click. And as I was driving, I was like, man, I put these wheels back on last time I had a part, had the front end apart, but I never torqued them. I just put them on with the impact with yep. the electric impact, which is it's pretty tight. It's like 120 foot pounds. Plenty. It's more than enough. But we already know that those wheels loosen up as you drive them and as you wheel on them and stuff like that. And I have not retorqued them. And I was like, I bet these lug nuts are loose. I was like, shit. And so I got a little ways across town, decided that the clicking was noticeable, pulled over, got my dug my tools out of the Jeep, got everything out, tightened down the driver's front wheel, which I thought was clicking. And they were they were loose, but they were probably like 50 or 60 foot pounds, maybe. And so obviously they were loose, tighten those down, went to the rear, the driver's rear went to tighten it down and the socket wouldn't quite fit onto the lug nut. And I was like, what the hell? Like it was bumping into the wheel, but on the other side of it, it was like clearing it really easily. I was like, what's going on here? And so I tightened it up, you know, got it all tightened up and I'm looking at it and I was like, the lug nuts are twisted in the wheel, literally at an angle, all five. And I went to the other passenger rear, same thing. Tighten all those up. They were still pretty snug. Went to the passenger front, went to tighten it up. First lug nut, put the wrench on there and wrench just goes spinning around just like willy nilly. And I was like, oh, well, that was nice and loose. You say that wheels loosen on their own. I Excuse think, you. What? Somebody didn't yeah. have them tight. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, no, no, you torque them yeah. and then they just stay that way until you no, take them loose. No. Yeah. You don't remember that from last time? Your when wheels. I, when I put those on last. Yeah. When I put those wheels on last year. I torqued them to spec, 100 foot pounds per half inch lug nut or half inch stud, torqued to 100 foot pounds. I drove it for like 50 miles or so, came back and I was like, hey, I need to retorque those. And I went to retorque them. They were literally at 50 pounds, all lug nuts on the okay, front wheels. But that was a problem. What was the problem? There was a problem is what I'm saying. Tell me what the problem is. I don't know what the problem is. I'm just saying that I torque my wheels. Yes. And then I just leave them no matter what until the next time I take the wheels off. Now these races that is all. work that way. We should race lines don't work that way. It's a lot more aluminum, I guess. I don't know. What is that even supposed to mean? The center of the wheels is the same aluminum. (sighs) No. And I mean, like, there's a lot of people running race lines. Right. That I've never heard of, like, race line wheels. It's just like any wheel. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. I literally, my spare that I have for the race lines is literally destroyed because the previous owner lost a wheel on trail. All I'm saying is check your torque. Well, yeah, but don't do it. Are we going to debate about that? Check it. No, I'm not saying don't check your torque. Yeah. You're saying like do it all the time. I'm like, no, you maybe just not all the time. The once, the once, yeah, and then you do whatever you want forever. Yep, and then you <laughs> loosen them when you want to okay. take the wheels off. Okay. When your wheels get loose, you let me know if if your wheels get loose. But I would definitely keep an eye. I haven't ones. torqued them yet. I wanted to do that today because oh, at home I just have a breaker bar. At work I have a torque wrench. Okay. Well, your fronts are half inch studs, so keep your eyes on them. That's all I'm saying. And it may be different, maybe because my wheels are used and maybe the cones are mushroomed out and they're not a true 60 degree cone anymore. That's what I'm thinking is there's something going on there and that that's could not be the case. quite right. That could be the case. And that's why I'm going to a 916 wheel stud so that I can have a bigger conical lug nut in there and hopefully hold that wheel in place better. We'll I see. I hope it does the trick. I will find out. So anyway, it was loose. Tightened all the lug nuts up, drove it home, parked it, pulled the wheel off, did some measuring. Ordered some studs this week. Uh, ordered some conical lug nuts with a shank on them, which is the craziest thing ever. 
but it's pretty cool. Um, it should take up some of the gap between the stud and the wheel hole uh, when where the lug nut goes down in there, and that'll buy me a little extra security if they do try to twist under load. The whole thing seems weird. It is weird. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like the stud barely protrudes is. past the face of and that where the conical seat is, and that's an issue. You just don't have enough thread engagement. Right. And that, that could be the case. whole thing. It could be. Because the I don't see why the shank is really going to make a difference. Because the conical seat is tightening against. Right. So here was my thought. When you look at a lug stud, there's a shear value. The, the, the strength of the sh- stud is shear, right? Yeah. Well, when you have when you have seven to eight millimeters of open lug stud and then you have the lug nut, you know what I'm saying? From the wheel, from the surface of the axle shaft to the bottom of the cone on the lug nut. Okay. There's eight inches of open threads. They're not, they don't have any contact and nothing around them. And so like, it's not sheer anymore. It's able to bend and move. I, it's not going to move. You know what I mean? If the seat on the lug nuts tight, it shouldn't move either way. Exactly. Right. But it those lug nuts, pull, those half good. It should pull hard enough against the wheel that 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 those eight conical seats or five, and I guess five. in your case, should be pulled. I didn't think about that. Right. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, they should be all forties, five, four low. All of them are pulling so hard against the wheel that there should be no way that that wheel can turn at all. But I mean, there's got to be a there's a value there's. Maybe it is because there's it's stress. Lug, although and maybe that is, yeah, maybe that's the case. I mean, maybe that's why you know you your GVWR now you should be running eight lug wheels. Or your I'm wheel, not heavy, or the seat is fucked up. I only weigh forty five hundred pounds. Your new GVWR has to do with your tire size. Your oh, tire diameter. Oh, yeah. Is that so? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's looking <Your> GV- awfully, <laughs> awfully sus over here. Yeah, I'm just saying things. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're required to be eight lug for the size of your tires okay yeah you sound like just the rest of the people on the internet yeah i am those people one ton one ton only one tons one ton. anyway <laughs> i'm not ton swapping i was watching a guy literally watching the guy in the bronco now granted he had high nines i think front and rear but i was watching him and he was doing dumb stuff on stickies on the rain of rocks um, video and he was on five lug. I'm like, if he's on five lug doing the dumb stuff that he's doing, I should be fine. He has to retorque his tires every mile. That's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> he literally stops on side trail. Every trail. Oh, we're at the trailhead. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, oh my God. got home, pulled it apart, made some measurements, ordered some parts. Uh, we're going to go to from half inch wheel studs on the rear to nine sixteenths wheel studs for this trip. Uh, Mike's going to bring me some lug nuts. Yep. And then uh, I did some of that stuff last week. And then this weekend I bought a, we talked about brake controllers last week. Did we talk about that on the podcast, right? At the end of the podcast? I believe so. Kind of so got it in there. I bought a Hopkins Insight brake controller. I got it all wired into the crew cab GM in 2000, my OBS. On most OBS trucks, they pre-wired the brakes, the brake wires from the firewall to the back of the frame rail, which okay. is incredible. Great. Except for, I'm pretty sure the job would have been easier if I had just ran my own damn wires. They had that thing so tucked up behind my brake booster. It was like next to impossible to get it out of there. So I finally get it out. Then I realized that they included like 16 inches of wire 
perfect. It's like so they, they like bend it back on like 180 it back on itself, wrap it in electrical tape. And then loop it all the way back down. So you have to take all that electrical tape off. Dude, better more 16, than you need than not 16 enough. inches of tape. Could you have just brought the wires up to the fuse box and taped them up there? I mean, that's what they do now. That'd have been great. They brought them inside the firewall. <laughs> they brought them and like inside the firewall yeah. and put a plug on them. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Anyway. Hey, they, they got better with time. Give them a little break. Then in the rear, the harness in the rear goes through three cross members of electrical tape and i'm out here trying to take this apart this electrical tape is 20 years old hold on you're saying that it goes through like three frame braces it, it comes through and it 180s and then like and goes back and yeah because they have the extra wire that's a lot of extra wire it, it's like 18 inches of wire jesus yeah and it's like going through all these like holes and i'm like trying to like where the hell does this end and i'm like trying to get all this electrical tape off i was a little upset to say the least i was not having a great day they thought that would be easier <laughs> It probably was the next year, right? In 21 years later, you're like, oh, I'm going to put a brake control on this thing. <laughs> I told Jess, I walked in the house. I was like, that should not have taken five hours. Ooh, that should not have taken five hours. That's for sure. I did do some things that were a little more like bougie or nicer than maybe most people would do. You did a proper wiring job. Instead of just punching a hole through the firewall and putting a grommet in. Uh, years ago, a couple of years ago for the Liberty, when I was going to run a light bar on Liberty, I bought some of those really nice. It's a, it's, I don't even know what you call this thing. It's for running wires into, like through a wall, like it's through, a pass through. It's a sorts. pass. It's a pass through, but it's waterproof. So it has like a nut up top, and you like screw it down. And when you screw the nut down, it has basically a um, a ring up top that just cinches down on the rubber. Okay. And so, like as you tighten it, it just cinches all that rubber down onto the wires, and so it'll just fill any gaps. Nice. Yeah. And so I put one of those instead of putting a grommet in, I put this in the firewall. Mm -hmm. How big I, a hole do you have to drill for that? That was a five eighths hole. Oh, it's not as big as I was. It wasn't huge, you to say. but I only had to run two wire, three wires through the firewall. Okay. So ran those three wires to the firewall, mounted my box, mounted my, I did get a little crazy. I mounted the, uh, the gain, like, what do you call that? Indicator display display. Thank you display inside of my cluster which is just a nice clean i just want a clean install and it is got all that mounted got all the brake control everything wired hooked it up to the trailer nothing didn't work i was like sweet so then that was saturday sunday i went out and kind of tinkered around checked all my stuff i did not have 12 volt power i had it coming back to the um to the back of the truck so the orange wire was hot to the back of the truck but my 20 year old butt connector that came factory or well, not 20 year old, but whatever came factory on the seven pin connector that somebody put on the truck before I bought it. Oh uh, yes. Not just, factory, not factory, whatever came when I bought it. Um, that butt connector just had lost connection, clipped the wires threw a couple new butt connectors on there. We're golden, got hot power. Everything's wired correctly in the seven pin. That all looks good. Hooked it up. Still nothing. Then I went into the trailer box, realized that I wired the brakes incorrectly. I put the ground wire for the brakes on the 12 volt supply wire for the truck. So it was just an open loop. Move that to the ground. Everything's golden. Went out, took it for test drive. Brakes work great. Brought it back, parked it. Life's good. Uh, I did do a little bit of trailer maintenance this morning. Um, I bought a, I bought a jack for the foot. A, oh, a foot for the jack. Sorry. A jack for the foot. A jack for the foot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, like, we always use a wooden block to park that thing on. Yes. 
I was at Farm Fleet the other day. And I was like, oh my God, I'm buying a foot. I'm just buying it. Like who who cares? It was a 20 or 30 bucks. You just uh, buy it and be like done with it. Bucks. Yeah, I just bought it. It doesn't matter. It it's just nice. done. You could fabricate one or you could just buy it. It's already <laughs> it's just, made. You don't just have to done. do anything. Yep. <laughs> and it was literally made for that jack. So I just literally went out in the parking lot. It was that it that always bugged me that at one point the trailer had fell off of something or something and it like had buckled that bought that tube. Mm-hmm. Someone out there, oh damn. Right on your notes, crescent wrench. Crescent wrench. Crescent wrench. We're gonna get to the world's best crescent wrench later. Um, this has to do with this topic, trust me. So I bought one of the world's best crescent wrenches while I was in Farm Fleet, and I took that and because I knew that tube had to be straightened, so I went ahead and bought one because I really like them. And uh pulled it out, put the foot on there, everything looked good. So this morning I had some two-inch exhaust in the backyard from an old project, and that two-inch exhaust slides perfectly in that foot. So I went to the backyard, slitted the foot on that two-inch exhaust cut it about uh, three-eighths of an inch above the foot, drilled two three-eighths holes in the piece of exhaust, and I'm going to weld that to the trailer so the foot can be, it's an eight-inch foot, so like when you put it on, it's almost touching the ground. Gotcha. You just don't have to extend the jack very far. All the load will be on the foot. And I want to put that on the trailer. I'm going to weld that to the front of the trailer so I can just park the foot there, and then when you want to you know, dump the trailer, just hook it Oh, on yeah. It. That's convenient. Yep, it's up and out of the way. Um, there's some other cool options for that. There's a, I can't think of the name of it, but I saved it in my, uh, Amazon list. There's a cool like foot that like automatically flips up. If you're going to keep using that trailer, don't you just put a drop leg jack on it and call it a day? Mm, what do you mean? Drop up leg front? jack. Yeah. Oh, like one that you can just turn? No, they literally, mean? I just pull a pin and just pick it up and stick the pin back in and then it's very far away from the ground. So I don't have to sit there and crank all day. Oh, for, I guess you could, but I mean, we use, it easy. we use it for different applications. It's easy until the day you have to drop that thing and get it underneath of another truck mm. with a load on it. Then you have to get a jack and jack the trailer up. No, I don't. I have an 8,000 pound drop like jack. I just sit there and crank it with my truck loaded on it. Oh, your jack. I got you. Your jack has a drop leg on it. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't know what you were saying. I thought you were just. No, I'm saying get rid of your what you're talking drop about legs, entirely. Drop legs in like the semi world. There is no jack. It's oh. literally just pins. Yes, a drop leg jack for a trailer tongue yeah, does I got both. You. It both. I got you. It's a jack spins and, and has a drop gotcha. leg with a pin. Very uh, that's convenient. An option. I thought about changing the jack at some point. That jack's kind of old, but it still works really good right now. So I'm like, yeah. I'll just use it for now. It's, it, it is what it is. And like you said, it's 30 some bucks. So I did that uh, this morning. I cut that piece of exhaust, got it prepped. Uh, the last things I need to do to the trailer are I need to weld the D-rings onto it so that I can have proper attachment points on the trailer would be really nice would be nice for sure so i'm gonna try to do that for this trip i'm gonna try to do that tomorrow night hopefully weld all that stuff on there get the trailer ready uh i was walking around the trailer i don't know what prompted me to do this today but i grabbed the top of the wheel like you would check a ball joint i just grabbed the top of the wheel and just kind of pulled on it and it had play in it one, one of your trailer wheels one yeah one hub had play i could oh. feel it gunk, 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 gunk. um so i quickly jacked it up uh pulled the bearing the the bearing buddies Cap. that I have that have the that have the spring loaded grease in it, mm-hmm. those are a bitch to get out. Oh, really? I don't know what the proper process to get that out is, but what I did is I took a hammer and just tapped on it, spun the wheel 180, tapped on it, and just did that repeatedly until I got it to wiggle out. Um, tightened it up. It was just a little bit loose. It just had a little bit of play in it. It's like better better to tighten it up and not. So tightened it up, put the buddy back in, greased all four hubs. The hubs are good to go. I still think it's weird that the preload for those is nothing. <laughs> They're like, all right, tight. Now back it off. Yeah. Just like a little bit. Give them like 
why not just a little bit of preload? That makes more sense to me. I I'm, I put preload on mine. Like how just much? A I just put a smidge. five foot pounds. Yeah, maybe just, something like that. I'm probably more than maybe ten, maybe ten foot pounds. I don't know. It's just weird. No when preload was, seems just, to me like yeah. that means loose. I hear no. <laughs> I'm like, so I, I I don't want loose. Yeah. I don't really want tight. I just want not loose. Just yeah, not loose. No play. <laughs> no play. Whenever the play stops, that's when you that's when you. Ah, uh, it's so weird. Uh huh. And that's the thing is like nobody grabs the torque wrench and like tightens those exactly yeah. like they should be. So it's almost like eh, eh it'll ride. It's just a trailer. Exactly. It's not like it's holding a vehicle or anything. Exactly. It's fine. So anyway, I did that and tightened it up, greased all the hubs. They're all golden. Um, should be good to go. Really? The trailer should be good to go. Just going to put the pull the studs through the Jeep. That's the biggest thing. I really would like to get my power steering pump installed before this trip, but I don't know that's going to happen. I'm you got a new one? Time. Yeah, I have one sitting there. Did there. you already do the pump mods to it? No. I know. I know. <laughs> it's kind of like, I'm like, I don't know. Should I take it? I don't know. Should I, should I put it in? I don't know. If it already works fine, I'll just leave it alone. <laughs> it just you only got like three days. Sound like a supercharger. Oh, it's that bad? It's noisy. So, Do you have a power steering pulley puller? Yes. Okay, well, then you're fine. You can just change it real quick. Probably. I should do the If you mods. have the proper tools, it's no big deal. You can do it in an hour or so. I need to call Daryl and Daddy Daryl. Daddy Longbid? I don't know what his name is on there. (laughs) I literally. Okay. So the Patreon chat is so out of control that when I see someone's name, I'm like, I have no idea who that is. And I literally have to click view profile to see their actual name to figure out who even said that comment. (laughs) I'm just like, no idea who you are, bud. And the picture is like, you know, two millimeters tall. So I can't see who it is. Oh, it's so funny. There's so many bad names. Father time. So Jerry's Uh, nickname is now. Is it? (laughs) Yeah. Jeremy Wilson. Yeah. Okay. He he is kind of the old, old I would, kook now. I would tell you the rest of the names, but they are not <laughs> podcast suitable. <laughs> no. The the Patreon chat. If you have they a lot rowdy. of time to kill, oh yeah. You should be a patron just for that because I miss like 200 messages a day. Oh yeah. Sometimes I open up, it's like 500. It's bad. It's silly. Days. It gets wild. Uh, we have some new patrons this week. Ooh, That's pretty much what I did this week. I just I installed my brake controller. I'm super excited to have a brake controller in the truck, and I did some trailer maintenance. And I ordered some parts. And we have new patrons. And they are. I wonder if the new patrons are are listening to the current stuff or if they're listening to like the way back. Oh, my God. They're probably listening to the Nugget episode where we're just like. They're like on Sorry. episode nine or something. And they're like, I like these guys. And then they get here and they're like, they get to episode 96 and they're like, oh, man, I need to unsubscribe to that. Like, I, don't, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I feel like if you stick it in it to 96, if you, you stick it in to 96, <laughs> is that what you said? You stick, stick with it. Stick. stick. Okay. Stick it in 96. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> if you stick with this is not the Patreon. Calm down. <laughs> Sorry. You we, said have, it we have 69 patrons. Do and we? yeah. And the new ones are Brian Mulvihill, Sly Lumpkin, and Dan Wallace. Sly Lumpkin. Yes. That's a name right Sly, there. Sly, dude. So, dude, he, I, and we put him into the chat. I threw him in there. I'm like now, now I ask everybody before I add him. I'm like, hey, do you want to be added to the chat? And they're like, sure. I'm like it's your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I'll add you in. But just be warned. Literally, first question Daryl asks when you get added to the chat: How tall are you? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's bad. But anyway, welcome. That's to one of the, the nicest patron. things he asks, probably. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably like the most like what? Um, I mean, it's creepy. 
but Sly, we added Sly in there, and they're like, we don't, we don't even need to give you a nickname. It's like Sly is good enough. Like, that'll do. Sly Lumpkin. Sly Lumpkin. Could I kind of so love saying that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so. like it's like we like see some cool stuff. Man, that's a Sly Lumpkin right there. <laughs> <laughs> Start a new word. Sly, a new it's a slang sh- term sh- for <laughs> something. I'm not sure what it is yet. <laughs> we'll let you know after the weekend. Yeah. That's a sly look. <laughs> okay. Sly <laughs> like it. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. So if you want to check out the Patreon, it's in your show notes right there. Just click on the Patreon link, and it'll take you over to Patreon, and you can check it out. Um. Buck to get in and get all the information, gets you into the chat. That may change with time. Just so you know, if you go in there and that's not a dollar anymore, just be warned. There's getting to be a lot of content in there, and some like. The value is going up, I feel. It might be. It might be. So anyway, as of right now, if you get in today, um, you still get in for a buck. And um, 10 bucks gets you entered in to win the giveaway, the quarterly giveaway. We give a five giveaway a $500 prize um, value. Basically, we give 500 bucks away. Something like that. Ian. No, I, it's $500 worth of <laughs> off-road product. Waiting for him to chime in. Well, I mean, the nice thing is I don't I don't know because I've never won it. Oh, well. You know, it's technicalities and shit. Um, but I would imagine, like, <laughs> whoever you go buy oh, $500 worth of stuff from yeah. probably gives you a pretty good deal. So you a little extra. Yeah, so you're not getting, like, $500 of, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I cannot confirm or deny that. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Like, hey, I am the Patreon winner. I'm the Patreon winner. Oh, yeah. You get the instant. Our sponsors are pretty good. You get the extra discount. I think it'd be so. wonderful if you won, or if your wife won. That'd be kind of funny, right? It'd be terrible. You just do it, do it on the air. It's like, oh, my wife won. Cool. Oh, and it's like, rigged. Podcast. <laughs> podcast, stop. And just click this, the end button. Everybody just leaves. They would all, just all All leave. the patrons leave at one time. Literally, mm, literally your phone just mass goes Mass exodus. There you go. I was only here for that. So anyway, if you want to check that out, it's in your show notes. Um, just letting you guys know where to find it. That's all we have for the weekend updates. Ian, tell me stuff. about your weekend. Oh, your golf karting. A lot of driving. A lot of oh, driving yeah. a golf cart? How far was that? Both. Uh, it was, oh shit. I think it was about 1,500 miles total trip. But what? it was about 11 and a half, 12 hours. And what did you drive direction? to? We went to Crossbar Off-Road Ranch, which the word ranch I cannot explain is very significant in this because it's exactly how it seemed. A ranch? Like, if, when I say the word ranch, you just think of this like huge property with, like, cattle. rolling hills. And I don't know about cattle, but... <laughs> like, I think of cattle. <laughs> you just think it's big, open, like some plains uh-huh. and some hills and shit exactly how this place was it was, it was kind of wild had the big like post gate up front with yeah the, like you go through that yeah they had yep. you know, oh, drive wow. through a little creek coming down the road oh nice and then yeah they had a big like iron gates and shit out front like it was nice. it was pretty pimp so apparently this place is owned by the city of davis oklahoma what so it's not like a privately owned or anything like it's literally or state owned it's owned by the city by of the davis city. oklahoma and That's it's an, and it's weird. an off-road recreation yeah it's open 365 days. All vehicles like, are all just around. Yep. Everything. Anyway. So is it public land? Do you have to pay to use it? You pay. It, it's literally just like set up like an off-road park. They got a little light, nice, like a little, but it's badass little like 
cabin thingy, mm-hmm. like log cabin that you just check in, a little office kind of thing. And then you drive, it's about, I don't know, two, three miles down the road. They got, like they said, they had 35 like power hookup water RV sites, or they have pretty much like unlimited dry camping. Nice. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like it's, it's fucking huge. But it was wild. Fucking huge. Do you um, know the acreage? No. Oh, okay. I, I will Google it real quick, but it is. I'm massive. just curious. I mean, um, don't know that I'm going to go wheel in Oklahoma, but terrain, it would be good information. Terrain wise, a lot of people compared the terrain that we raced on this weekend to that of KOH or worse. I get you, Ian. Like a little bit less whoops because of yeah. the desert. Yeah. But like terrain wise. Yep. KOH like style rocks, open, fast sections, flat. I mean, like it's it's just wild. It's pretty cool though. That was the first time I've ever been there. Um, but did you take your golf cart on any of these uh yeah. KOH Holy style cow. trails? Yes. Are you kidding me? I am not. Cross Barbo, sixty five hundred acres. Yeah. And oh over, my goodness! And over two hundred miles of trails. Yeah, no wonder you put down golf cart miles. Yeah, we put some miles. That was probably more than thirty six holes. That was a lot. Mm. Um. Mm. So, but like I said, like there's all kinds of stuff you can ride on. There's trails and everything. But acres. like these are this guys who race KOH that are saying this is rougher than King of Hammers. Really? To race the race that like, we ran this weekend because it's more wood stuff. No, just the terrain wise. I mean, there's everything from huge rock climbs and ledges and shit like that to high really? speed. Um, the fastest that I have personally seen on a GPS this weekend was like ninety nine point something miles an hour. I'm gonna guess that this limestone quarry is not part of it. I don't even know. Why <laughs> they didn't get we that sure far. shit didn't there's literally a quarry right next to it 65 i wonder uh no that should be right out the front because there's a big ass quarry oh. that's like right in front of the park but okay, that's so where it, we want to go yeah. play at so it from the road where you come in it goes yeah. all east oh yeah yeah okay. i mean it's out like you'll see wind towers and shit you uh, we were racing around wind towers out there you guys it was pimp. so i think what it looks like to me is that the lime quarry where you're at is like where the lime quarry had been yeah they dig out and get yeah. their lime, then they move on to the next spot. Yep. So there's a lot of like pits and not necessarily mm-hmm. pits, but like valleys. Valleys. Yep. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I it has to be some cool fucking riding off. Just just doing the, so how the would race it, course. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. How would it be in a big rig? Off. Like in a big off. Epic. There's shit that rock crawling to high speeds, just putting down miles on your rig. If you just want to go and do some like trail riding in a full size. Oh, yeah. No problems at all. That's awesome. Oh, it was pretty fucking cool. Huh. Um, it was a nice place. So was the park only open during non like racing times or are there certain um, parts of the park that were so just I'm, open all the time I'm on their website? The only time they're open, the whole thing is open like every weekend kind of thing during the week, weekend, everything. Um, the only time it's Ooh. closed is from November 19th to December 5th deer rifle season nice we literally were on like b loop and saw two deer just ran across the road the the thing is there a lot of creek going through there yeah a lot of creeks yeah oh really yep a lot of water crossing stuff i keep seeing crossing i see pictures and all the pictures are different like water you can run down the creek we ran Uh down the creek for a couple miles um i mean there was some big freaking rocks in the creeks too shoo that looks cool I, it's just it's just such a wide variety of terrain that I I literally was not at all expecting it. 
All right. So obviously you did some racing stuff, but you said that you put a lot of miles on the go-kart. Go- but did you die uh, <laughs> the golf cart so but was there just a point where you were like you know what let's just go have some fun yeah kind of um so obviously we got there we drove all the way through we left work oh and God. drove all the way through on i don't know where that's at but i don't oh. like it that's not the kid that's not the registration cabin it, it says registration on it It might have been like the old one <laughs> it's a shanty at best Tim. <laughs> it's old Tim. Uh, anyway we drove there we left wednesday after work we left early um and then drove through the entire night got there like 2 30 it's literally eight minutes from the interstate it's so you cool. know like some of these That's off-road beautiful. parks it's you cool. gotta you gotta like you <laughs> oh, get off the interstate yeah. and it's fucking miles of bet nope it's like you park because there's a couple because that's down in like casino country um there's casino on each side of the road we parked at the other casino because the gas station with all the truck parking was packed at Two thirty, three o'clock in the morning when we parked. Um, so we just parked there at the casino, slept, got up. I like eight minutes down the road. So I'm like, I, well, this is cool. I can break my rig, and then eight oh, minutes yeah. later, I can go lose the rest yeah, of my money you at can the go casino. To the casino and just party it up. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully you can win enough money to, <laughs> to fix it or buy a new one, or mm-hmm. you just kind of have to go home or lose it all and hitchhike home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stop looking on the downside. He's <laughs> <laughs> a realist. Um, so saying. that was nice. Cause I mean, they had fuel stations town. There was a nap in town, um, yeah, 10, 15 minutes, maybe to town with restaurants, stuff like that, Walmart and all that. Not bad. So it was pretty dope. Um, so we got there Thursday was pre-running. The course was open officially for pre-running. So they gave out course map on GPS. So we decided instead of going putting miles and shit on the race car, we would take the razors and side by sides and all that and go pre-run um, the course in razors. Okay. Instead of because we just were, I don't know what that is. Was there cacti there? I don't know if I'd seen one, but there might have been. <laughs> it was fucking cold, so, man. I didn't turn the heaters on. <laughs> you wouldn't think night, a cactus yeah. would survive in yeah, that. You wouldn't yeah. think. I guess anyway. it does get cold at night in it the was desert. Cheaper. So was there some pretty aggressive stuff there? Oh, yeah. So really? you say you pre-ran oh. it. I mean, I'm sure that does that mean that like you're like, that's the line. Let's take our basically stock razors up that line. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. I mean, exactly. razors and balancers and razors yeah. go anywhere. Razors um, just go anywhere. Yeah. So we went out and of course, doing like pre-running with the GPS, we have a little file. And then we can put markers down as far as like, oh, there's a big fucking hole here or a big fucking rock because there's out in the like rolling hills area where yeah. like loop A was the like high speed, like fucking cooking um, kind of stuff. Um, there is it's so wild. The terrain, it's kind of like if you picture out like where the wind towers are around here, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a field instead of that. It's just like grass. prairie grass. Yeah. But underneath the grass is like rock. Cause it's oh. been like strip mine kind of a thing. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. you're, there's some dirt, but then there's some rock <laughs> under there, but this seems like sharp ass rocks. It was eating tires like a motherfucker. You can't weekend. see it because of the prairie. Yeah. yeah. And so they had this course dug out and of course, more people running on it and it would get, you know, beat in. You're allowed 50 feet off of the center line of either side to still be technically on course. So there's spots where you could try to like cut course a little bit and shave some time off. Dude, there's fucking rocks like the size of fucking table. Oh god, in the that's grass. like a foot off the track, off of the like worn in like path, and it's uh-huh. like I don't know, you know, foot tall like prairie grass. You would smoke that doing like sixty or seventy. Oh, you're gonna take a whole fucking clip off the car. So that's the terrain, though. It's so yeah. wild. It was just, uh, it was fucking cool. And we're not talking like 
Well, it's just a rock in a field. It was like bedrock formational right. huh. looking thing. I was, it was just different. I it can see just, how important pre-running would yeah, be then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we would um, like, oh, don't, don't get off course here. Yeah. Right. So we'd click markers off and stuff like that to kind of note where some stuff was. But we went out and ran um, a loop in the razors, which I think was like 14 or 15 miles, something like that. And then came back and then uh, we went and ran. They went and took the race car out and ran B-Loop, which was the like tight technical rock, which is, I think it was like 16 or 17 miles in the race car. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, boy, they haven't been back in a while and nothing really else to do. We're like, we'll go look for them. So we hopped yeah. in the race. Why not? <laughs> fucking took off down B-Loop. Turns out um, we pre-ran the entire B-Loop in the dark um, in the Razor. And it's wow. fucking awesome. It's awesome. Like, Literally, awesome. we just followed course on the, you know, GPS. Yeah, on the GPS. GPS. Well, we didn't have we didn't have the GPS with us. Oh, um, I didn't have my phone with him. Oh, uh, Jan didn't have his phone with him. We had a handheld radio, but it only oh. worked so far. We're like, this probably wasn't a good idea. But anyway, so we're just going. But you can see a couple places they had had like red tape up in a few areas throughout the course, and we kind of you know some arrows and shit we figured it out you made it home so obviously you didn't get yeah. too lost well uh, <laughs> still lost in the so 6500 acres yeah we're just out we're you know, like cruising not trying to like break race speed or anything like that and then we've come across this guy just getting out on the fucking side of the course with this like can-am with no front end on one side and we're like how's it going need some help he's like well i said uh somebody come or, you know they drug me off the course but and it got me up over here but you know my buddies are coming out with some parts to try to get it back because we're like miles from camp I'm like you're not gonna drive that fucking thing out of there so he took the uh, front clip off yeah he, he broke the uh so the ball joints were still in the a-arms he broke the knuckle like where your ball joint would go through it broke the back of that off the knuckle he hit wow. something i don't know he hit a rock wow. some shit so hard he went two feet off course and hit that yeah. rock size of the stable like, jesus and we're like hey by the way have you guys seen the uh ori car or a porsche by chance and they're like yeah actually they're the ones that pulled us up the hill and dro- dropped us off over here <laughs> and we're like perfect so they're still moving good because we're you know out seeing where they're at so we kind of helped him use some counterweight and little stuff to kind of get it nosed off or backed up off off the trail a little bit farther and then used a ratchet strap to come to a tree to kind of like hold it up because you didn't have a jack. Uh, and uh, so we got done with that. We're like, well, then when your buddies get here, you could just slap the parts back on and be good to go. Because it was getting dark. That was yeah. it was damn near dark by the time we got done helping him. And then right as we were getting done, his buddies pulled up in a in a it was a race car, a Razor um, or a Can-Am, whatever it was. And they were the ones bringing in parts. But I was like, hmm, OK, well, see you later. We just moseyed on down. So was this like, was this particular razor like a quote racing? Oh, this guy. Yeah, this was, I mean, it was essentially a Can-Am. I don't know how non-stock it was, but it was a legit, like he was racing it. Yeah. I just think it's interesting. People just have parts like, it's like, oh, a steering knuckle. Yeah. We have some of those just sitting there. Like, is that everyone just brings all kinds of spares? Especially to a big race like that. We're going to be doing a lot of pre-running and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. It's a I just didn't know, like, how do you know what kind yeah. of parts to bring we've to that changed, one spare of everything? Yeah, we've changed knuckles, <laughs> axles. You just bring one spare can-am? Yeah, one spare yeah. vehicle. Oh, you them. would. Yeah, okay. People actually do bring spare, mm-hmm. like, race cars. I mean. I've seen rear ends ripped out of a race car before, and, like, a half hour, a couple hours later, something like that, they'll, like, drive by, and you're like, hmm. now what the fuck? <laughs> and different vehicles. Like, Where'd you get one of those? <laughs> yeah. That's what big money will get you. Literally one spare of everything. Yeah. 
So yeah, yep. not uncommon. Not uncommon to replace, you know, knuckles and and hubs and shit like that in like pits either. I mean, it's like full blown. Right. It makes sense. Wild. Um. So yeah, then we finished out B Loop, and it turns out they got back to camp fine, which is good to know. Uh, and then they were like, wonder where the fuck they're at. So they kind of came back down <laughs> the back end of B Loop. We were like a mile from camp, like almost done with B Loop. And then we ran into them on the trail and we're like, hey, how's it going? So, all right. Are we close to the end? And they're like, yeah. Mm. Oh, well, that's good. Because we've been <laughs> just cruising along, you know. We went through some shit that I honestly did not think we were going to go through. In really? the razor. Yeah. I was, I mean, till still now. Mud or? Rocks. More rocks. like, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, mud. You looked at it like, ooh. Some of these rocks, I'm like, <clears throat> the fuck? And then so we, rock face is one obstacle. If you want to look it up, you can look at that. But we went the course went down rock face. And then, so we go down this fucking thing. We're like, well, it's all following the course. So we're just going to go down this motherfucker. So we went down it. It was steep. Oh yeah. We didn't <laughs> die. We got down it, you know, fairly easily to be quite honest, got down to the bottom and we're following the tape and they kind of taped off there. I'm like, all right. So of course goes this one. Of course it's dark. We're literally just the fucking headlights on a light bar or anything. We're going around and this thing curves. It just does like a 180 and it shoots you right back up the other side of that. And we're like, we just fucking came down that. <laughs> well, the course goes up. So we that's, went up that fucking that's thing. That's a race course. We ended up on, I, we about rolled it legitimately. Is that rock face? Yes. Oh, and then you go back down, back up the right side and kind of curve off a little bit to the right. So was it scarier going it up steep? or down? Um, Is it fairly steep? Yeah, it's, it was legit. Yeah, the picture doesn't do I would have hit it faster if I wasn't like by myself without a phone or something, to be honest is, with you. But is that rock face? That's the right line of it. That's the one you went back up. Yes. It's pretty steep. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty steep. Yeah. In the dark, it was legit. Yeah, in the dark, you're like, oh, uh, well, rock. And the problem Everything's is a you worse can see the, the creek that runs at the bottom there. Uh -huh. Yeah, so everybody's been pre running, so it's all wet. Oh, epic. Yeah. Uh -huh. So it wasn't bad. That's cool. I mean, surprisingly, I'm I just, quite impressed by the razor. I just typed in. Uh, crossbar rock face. Yeah, that's one of the like so, big obstacles there because yeah. they had a bunch of Lots flags of and videos. stuff along there. Like it was one of their big drone like TV spots. Um, <laughs> but we, yeah, we have literally legitimately about rolled it once. Well, there's a video that says how to conquer rock face. Yeah. So like, just fucking hit it. I guess so. Which first down is good. See that Ian did in his golf yeah, cart. We I did mean, it. No, the problem is. Um. So yeah. Exactly. So anyway, we had fun. Um, it was a good time. Then uh Friday you could still pre-run in the day. I don't even think we did any pre-running Friday. Just because I mean we already had our GPS file. We, it just kind of is what it is. And went over some stuff on the car, but then we qualified Friday. Saturday. Friday. No, the UTV race was Friday night. So we qualified Friday, I think one. Everybody qualified. Of course, 44 did last. 4,900, which is UTVs, went first. And then they had to turn around and race. And I think they started at like three, maybe. I don't really remember. They raced that night, Friday night, which was nice because then Saturday they didn't have to fuck with it. So it was just every other class and then 4,400. Because then they had their big awards ceremony and all that stuff, too. Because um, it's the last race of the year for Ultra 4. So um we qualified of course i still like i get it but i don't get it like if you're one of the top 10 people that are going to race you want to qualify and you want to try to qualify because 
you just get clean air. You know, you don't have lap traffic. You don't have traffic in front oh, of yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Being in front of everybody would be awfully yeah. nice. But, like, there's 37 cars in the 4400 class. We don't need to start, like, 10th. You know, like, we're going to get passed by people because we just don't run that pace. You know, It's true. Qualifying so, doesn't always matter yeah. unless you're first. For us, we're like literally don't care about because you only run the short course little short course section so it's like doesn't fucking matter to us so we just got there and just lay down nicely there are guys rolling shit over there's guys like at <laughs> in, qualifying. in qualifying yeah. and like at crandon there's guys blowing fucking <laughs> engines and rolling yep. their shit and they're done for the race i'm like i just don't get it you're like it's qualifying yeah. and it doesn't actually matter. it's all time corrected anyway so if you start first or 37th it's all time corrected Right. Obviously, you get hung up behind people and you can't get around them. Okay, but like, I don't. It's not like a NASCAR. It's not NASCAR where you're literally you qualify first. You actually start in front because it's thirty second time intervals from you know from first to thirty seven. So there is a time gap, but it's all on corrected time. The guy that qualifies last can still win the whole thing. Yeah, like there are guys that do like fuck up in qualifying. It'll start like the big name guys will start last or towards the end, and I mean they just. We're like, okay, so this guy is going to be coming by like a fucking on a mission. Right. So when he gets behind you, you get the fuck out of the way or you're going to get punted out of the way. Um. So, yeah, for us qualifying, it, it's always just a fucking. Nah. So what was pretty exciting this time with qualifying is uh, we put Catherine in the car in the co-driver's seat. Oh, wow. We're qualifying. So that That's was pretty fun. cool. So she was excited about that. So we strapped her in there and stuck her out there and. She have fun. Oh yeah. yeah so when you're a co-driver for qualifying, or just co-driver in general, or do you? Is it like rally where like someone needs yep. to be like soft left? Qualifying, race, it was literally just like a short horse track, so we mm-hmm. didn't. No, and again, we were not like trying to fucking win the race, kind of a thing. So because that was her thing, she's like, well, I don't want to like tell you the wrong direction. And like no, you don't have to do that for qualifying. You're fine. So she's like, okay. Um, but she had fun with it. She really liked it. She enjoyed it. She's still talking. She's all excited about it. Um, but yeah, like during the race, yeah, you got to call out like left, right, hole, all those oh. <laughs> all those markers that you put in the GPS file. You're looking at the GPS and you can see all those markers as you're coming up at race speed. Um, I couldn't do that job while watching behind you're you. You're like yelling on the right. There's a huge rock. You shouldn't go that way. Yeah. <laughs> at, at speed. Yeah. I just I would be sick. I'd be car uh, sick. I can't look at a screen and ride, and especially look in out, look out ahead and look in the yeah. It's a lot, man. It's a I can lot. drive. I can hold the steering wheel. Yeah. Um. So we qualified. I wrote it down here. We qualified 29th out of, thir- out of 37, which again, whatever. We laid down a nice little solid lap. Um. So the 4900s raced Friday night. I got to give a shout out to Mr. Jacob. Bless his heart. Who? Jacob Tuma. Never heard of her. Yep. He um he didn't have very good luck this year. Oh, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. He uh so we're watching the live feed because it's a pretty nice live feed. We can watch it at our at our pit setup. So we're sitting there watching live feed of the 4900 race and going. And I'm like, man, Jacob is not like because they how it was how the course was that an A loop and a B loop. So you had A loop, then you'd come back in and do B loop. Then you do A loop and B loop. And that like an A B was one lap. So then it depended on what class you were on, how many laps you did. Uh forty nine hundred, I think, did three laps. So it was three A B combos. And uh the funny thing was, so each time they would come in, it would and there was I don't remember how many, there was timing loops throughout the course that they had buried in. 
um, certain spots so you would get time updates so you mm-hmm. can watch the timing and scoring. And Jacobs never updated. I'm like, man. And I don't remember how. I think there was 32 um, razors that were in the race. So he was always in 32nd, but there was like three or four of them in 32nd because mm-hmm. they all had no time loop. I'm like, I know he started. What happened? <laughs> I saw the first update. Right? Come to find out, he uh, put a window in the block. Oh. About he's like yeah it was about right at a mile and then we rolled about another quarter line oh. before we just pulled over and uh, in the yeah. race motor yeah oh so this was the he's he blew, on our he good. blew one up at Crandon yeah and then blew this one up but I think this one was either like on borrowed time this wasn't as nice like big motor uh-huh. this was just like a please stay together dear God but I was talking to him <laughs> Saturday not, and that's yeah, a long drive not, yeah uh, yeah. And uh, he's like, we did like 60 miles of pre-running on it the day before, Sheesh. or, you know, Thursday and Friday. So he's like, it's not like we took it off trailer and just Gave put it, it out there. You know, he's like, we put like 60 miles of pre-running on it. Thought we were good. Hadn't, you know, he said he thought it was a belt. He said he thought a belt popped. Oh. And then went to crank it up. It locked up and then find out that he's going to show me a picture oh. of the ARP rod bolts laying oh. on the skid plate wow like, there you go boy there's your problem wow so plus that's his, pretty bad bless his heart you know yeah it's a, sorry buddy yeah they're looking at you so then year. like i don't know hours later there he says a live video of uh him getting pulled back to camp like, oh, there toyota, he is. by like a toyota uh-huh and uh i was like yeah i've been there before maybe not that long but like we had to wait the entire <laughs> fucking race their race was like four or five fucking hours. So Jeez. just kind of hang out. So just sitting there. Yeah. You can't do nothing. Nope. I mean, oh, you could have walked back to. That's only a camp, mile. But yeah. Uh-huh. Nope. And maybe he did. I don't know if he actually sat right. out there the whole time. They might have went back out kind of a thing. But yeah. Because that's, I mean, you can't go out and get the car. So you leave the car out there for that's five or six hours or whatever it was. But that yeah, was stupid. So poor Jacob. Um, I tried to get him to sell me the. The rig cheap again but he wasn't happen. having it no. no he's got plans for it i think so hopefully it involves not windowing the block again just keep wearing him down eventually he'll sell yeah, it, to you cheap. Jacob, give it to cheap he tried to trade me when we were up there for rbor and i should have took it up but then like would i have had two blown up engines by now yes probably so um so we did that saturday we got to watch the EMC races, so the 4,500, 46, and 4,800 classes run. Um, that was a good time. Which one of those classes is full-size pickup trucks? That would be the 4,500 <laughs> like stock guys, the Toyotas, the full-size Bronco. I love watching that Bronco. I would so love badass. to watch that class. They got a fucking, like, you know what, a Pro Eagle jack. It's like the floor jack with the big tires, and it's like right. the lifted yeah. off-road jack. He's got a full, like a a fucking pro eagle jack like mounted on the bed rail and nice. we're in pit we're in pits because we helped pit for a couple guys and and um we're in the pits like looking at this thing and i'm like that thing's fucking awesome like it's a full-blown bronco full chassis full body doors bumpers i mean like race car and then somebody's like well they got a fucking jack like a, a spare or a full-size jack to change your spare tire and we're like well it's a full-size bronco it's got a lot of fucking room Right. And that's why we're yeah. like, why doesn't he have like a hundred gallon fuel cell and never have to stop for fuel? And like, well, that would add some weight, I would imagine. But yeah, 
Oh, I mean, it was so cool watching the guys with the, I think this guy that ended up winning the, the class for 4,500 is, is a Toyota and um, like the fender, the driver's fender. I don't even know how you do this. It was like peeled up. Like it was like a, like a bat wing kind of door. It like the whole fender was just like, whoop. Yes. Oh, it was awesome. Intentionally. Or well, you're saying you no, got food that, that in the race. fucked up throughout the race. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you do that, but like. They go out and beat the fuck out of these things, and it is wow. oh, it's so cool to watch. When you say a Toyota, oh, it's just like a, a third, fourth gen Toyota pickup, like a Tacoma or a Tundra, like a I don't know, like a, not a Tundra. These are like so a Tacoma, the old school, like an '85 Toyota pickup. Oh, and a, literally yeah. a pickup. Yeah, wow. I'll show you a picture. So we were parked next I to Nick all, all weekend, so I just had nothing better to do but to stare at this all weekend. <sighs> Yes. Which was fine, but oh my! So this is a race car, yeah. And wow. I'm wrong. I was saying 45. I said I should have said 46. This is 4600. This is 4600, and yeah. it's literally got to be like a full um, chassis, like full body. Is it 35 inch tire, single shock per corner, factory frame? 35 is the limit, or the yeah, the limit, yeah, maximum limit. Yes. Okay. And then 46. 800 you can run a 37 dot single shock front engine chassis car what's funny is looking at this like if you don't really know you're just like oh it's just some guy's trail rig it's just because the body's just all beat and yep you're just like oh yeah just it some has Toyota trail you know, rig. some some extra safety stuff versus your normal yeah. trail rigs but yeah it's not they're, they're fucking awesome why well, i don't know if i don't want to ride in one but a back would not lie love me but i just love that there are pickup trucks racing in this oh yeah series. Like, like i said the full-size bron at aop when we were down there of course full like big rocks that full-size bronco did not love its life it I'll was bet. Oh, that bouncing around life. everywhere yeah but out just... here oh, it was awesome it was pretty cool so we watched them race um one of the guys that we were pitting for um <laughs> there's a little like it's not even a jump it's like a little roller thing that like I don't know why people were hitting it weird, but it would like donkey kick the cars if you yep. hit it for life. So it would just literally just boing and like the ass. And people just up. didn't know quite yeah. how fast to hit that. Did thing. you see the video that I posted earlier today? I don't think so. Oh, here, Where'd you post it at? Uh, I think I sent it in like the Facebook group, the uh, the Patreon group, I believe. That way you can if only see I could it. keep up with that group. There you go. rewinder here you go and then it donkey kicks oh my god oh oh fully hard sale oh yeah that was not good at all that sounds terrible i i was thinking donkey kick like oh it's just gonna kick the back end up and then you just keep going well it kicks the back end a lot of people did that yeah he (laughs) he unfortunately did not keep going oh no it was just a lot of rolls yeah I think it was one endo and like three like sideways barrel rolls. Please post that video. Oh, it's back on, on the- its wheels. It's good to go. Yeah. Uh, the axle housing was broken half. Wham. Minor details. Uh, so that was his first race. With post that, that video on the Trail Raiders You don't page. need two of those to run. No, I will do that. Um, also, his son was co-driving for him, and that was his son's first time ever in a race car. And oh, wow. That happened like, I don't know, 150 yards off the starting line. Wow. So you go, yeah, well, damn. So we didn't have to pit for him. Um, pitted for a couple other guys. We pitted for the third place finisher in the 4600 class. 
Oh, I thought that was pretty cool. Or so what do you mean? Or... What do you mean when you say you pitted for them? Like so, everyone doesn't have their own pit team. So the, here's the problem. It's not like NASCAR where you show up with like 20 fucking people. Right. And you do tires, parts, whatever. Yeah. Um, and fuel. So you show up with what, who you can, you know, your buddies show up with you or whoever helps you, whatever. So in the pits, everybody can work kind of works together and, you know, you get to know people and stuff so you can work together. So these guys were like, man, we really need somebody that could fuel these car. Like to fuel the car, you have to have a fire suit, helmet, and an apron, like a fuel apron. It's ultra four rules. So they're like, usually we just like find somebody to help fuel the car for us. And uh, well, we were standing there like, well, we don't have to fuel for Ryan, so we might as well help you out. So we're like, they were going to do the tires and any other shit. And we were just going to do fuel. So car comes in. You can't work on a car while you're fueling the car unless you're all wearing a fire suit and helmet. So we, Shelby and I would fuel the car with their, you know, fuel cans and all that. And then they would like do tires and all this other shit. You just so, be, have to be fueling it before they start working yeah, on it or after whichever one you want to do. One, you just yeah. can't touch it while you're fueling. So Got it. that's what we ended up doing most of that. Cause that's what we were doing for our guys. We were going to do fuel. Um, and then obviously do anything else we needed to in addition to that. But that was our, cause we had, we ended up with four cars that we were kind of pitting with in our little group there. Um, we had, you know, the, the knockout buggy, the Porsche car. Um, and then ORI, the Jensen brother, Jensen brother off road had their, they just bought a buggy and had ORIs on the front and two ORIs on the rear. They're going to do race car stuff with ORIs. So it was Mark. Kurt and Russell, who are literally the owners of ORI. That's cool. Pretty dope. So I worked with them quite a bit. And uh, this was their first race, too. So there's a big learning curve there. Um, but then we were pitting for them. Um, and because the only other people they brought was, well, it was the two, the two sons who were in the car, their dad and Russell's wife. Those were the only ones that come with them. So the like, team was yeah. two sort of two people, two people. Yeah. I'm like one ish nope. people. <laughs> so we're like, oh, we'll pit with you. And then we pitted with uh, Chris and the USD sticky car. Um, either way. So we were just staying in fire suits and a fuel apron most of the day. And like we ended up pitting for um, this North Shore Fab, which is the guys that J um, Jacob runs with. And we ended up pitting for them. They're like, hey, uh, we have to change the drive shaft, do all this other shit that's broke on the car. Like, do you guys mind helping us fuel? And we're like, no, not at all. Because I don't want to downplay my role in fueling race cars, but it's not fucking rocket science. Like, you get a plan <laughs> together, you okay, this is how you know how we're gonna do it. They had their own guy, but it's one person, they're eleven gallon fuel jugs. So it's kind of a bitch to get it up, put it in, all that three times over. Um so we had a plan together with all three of us as far as like, you know how to stab it in the car. It has to go in a certain way to get it seated in blah, 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 blah. So we're like, we will literally just grab the can, stab it, and then you go and we'll just keep filling you back up. So we did that. But that allowed them to get, because I mean, it's, you have time to lay out your plan for, all right, so this is how we got to take the hood off. We got to do this. We want to check this. We want to do all that because it's in the day it's a race. So they thought they had to change the drive shaft. They ended up not having to change the drive shaft. Surprise had to change a tire right at the end, right? there, we're getting ready to come in. They're like, just got a flat tire. So we need to change the tire. So they had to do something with the brakes or bleeder brakes, or they had a, they had a brake bleeder come loose early in the race. They got it tight, 
bledish, but they wanted to try to bleed it more because brakes are kind of important. <laughs> a little bit. So they were fucking How with random that. Have a bleed, a yeah, that's what he said. Because I, I, they were fucking with brakes, and I'm like, <clears throat> what happened? He's like, yeah, we had a bleeder come loose. That's so of all the things. Wild. That's like right. Yeah. So uh, easy fix, at least. Yeah. So they were fucking with trying to get the brakes bled with them, you know, in the car, and then uh, so we're like, well, we'll do the fuel, then we can pop our helmets off, and then change the tire. There was an, I don't know who the other guy was. Somebody else hopped in to help us change the tire. Um, cause obviously changing a flat 40 inch fucking tire that's hotter than fuck is not fun. Um, when you're trying to do NASCAR shit with heavy wheels and tires. Oh yeah, it's, exactly. It's fun, but it's just an adrenaline rush, but it's not a one person like whoop, whoop job. So we got that done. They got it all done. Apparently didn't have to change the drive shaft and sent them back out. Um, so our race was uneventful. For a little while. I think we made it through a loop fine, went back out on B loop, came back in on B loop, which was the hard rock section. Um, and they said they don't know what it is, but they don't have steering and smells smell fluid, like smell oil. So they mm. thought they were leaking something and didn't have shit for steering. And uh we're like, okay. So as the car comes in, there's like a pit road speed. You're supposed to be like 25 miles an hour, and it's just kind of a visual like if you come balling, hauling ass, they'll pull your tracker speed and go, what the fuck? But, um, so you're just kind of crawling up to your pit and we're like, you just see this shit, just like you're pouring shit out of a jug coming out the front of the car. We're like, Ooh. found the leak. Got it. Of course, you got to talk to them on the radio. So it's, you know, five fucking people trying to do all that. So we get the hood off the car, start looking, there's fucking oil everywhere. So we start looking, we're like, okay coming out of the looks or somewhere around the ram so we kind of start cleaning stuff up and find that we're trying to see if it's a loose line broken line whatever come to find out it's on your steering ram you have a it's a it's like a straight fitting that threads into the ram and then your hose goes on that fitting yep somehow that fitting got bent and split oh so, so it was just spraying fluid so it was just pouring the fucking Tire steering or like hydraulic steering fluid. He's like, I have all the steering left and none right. And well, and the the wild thing is, you know, Cliff Notes talking to him later after the race, they're like, Yeah, we'd be going along. And he'd turn the wheel, you got nothing, 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 and all of a sudden it just fucking turned. Because yeah. you you're losing fluid. So, you know, you you've all bled steering systems until you get it bled, it gets that like and then like just does random shit. They're trying to do race car stuff with that. So it didn't work out well. Sounds terrible. Yeah. So luckily they were already, you know, good to get into pits. And so we're like, okay, we need the fitting. So we get the line off. <laughs> One guy is standing there. I think Jan was standing there holding his finger in the hose to try to keep any more oil from running <laughs> <Right>? out. Less <laughs> bleeding um, to do. Yeah. I, I know Heath got out of the car and was helping work on it. Um, finally, Kevin gets out of the car because we're like, we need this fitting. Without this fitting, we're fucked. Um, so <laughs> this is what blows my mind and will probably always blow my mind with this you're racing people this is nationals this is like the being other than koh this is the big deal yeah there are guys going take it off my car ryan the guy who watered his shit up earlier yeah. he's like yeah my car's over there take it off the car if it's what you need other other Jeez. crews are like i don't know what because we knew we needed a dash eight <clears throat> most people had dash six because that's what was just common, but we have bigger steering lines for more pressure because hydro boots, blah, blah, blah. So Spencer. we needed eight. We need dash eight. So we're all these different teams are trying to find us a, a, a thing. 
So then I'm like, fuck, we have fittings in a in like it's almost like a Milwaukee pack out looking box, but it's yep. not Milwaukee back at the trailer. Well, it was only, I don't know, 100 yards, maybe more, a couple hundred yards. So in full sprints, full 100 yards. Ran. I think it was more than 100, but <laughs> I fucking, I was like, where are the fittings? Because I know we have uh, uh, brake lines, uh, you know, all these AN steel pipe fittings, everything. Like, I know we have them in the trailer. We just don't have them all and you know, bring everything out there. And uh, he's like, they're in the floor in the front floor compartment of the trailer deuces so i'm in a fucking fire suit and just like i'm gonna start walking i'm like well this fuck's stupid take off running get there get these two boxes of fucking fittings start like and i thought i was gonna fucking die there i ran by <laughs> one lady and i was like <gasps> like as i'm running get, get she probably was like he's about to fucking die because i it wasn't hot out but it was hot enough with a fucking three-layer fire suit on and then you're and carrying was, 50 pounds back and i am not in the heart healthy and fat healthy gets, condition he gets back to running. the pits and he's like my heart mints. yeah <laughs> oh dude i was well and there's enough people around a car that i literally was like here's the things and i was like i'm done i fucking stripped that fire suit off i was so fucking hot and i had to sit down and like took a minute um definitely not in running in a fire suit shape so that yeah. needs to probably change but I'll work on that um so I got those. We found a aluminum adapter that allowed us to run because somebody had a dash six fitting that threaded into RAM. So we found an aluminum adapter, some fucking MacGuber shit to put on and then put our hose back on. Well, like it's an aluminum fitting on a fucking steering ram. Like there's no way that's going to hold up the pressure. We're like, oh, I should we got pressure. nothing else. Put it on blood this motherfucker and i don't know what the proper procedure on bleeding this shit out is overfill it and leave (laughs) (laughs) it will filter on its own in a race scenario this is what we did we're fucking sitting there in the car get the car fired up pouring fucking this like expensive amco or whatever the fuck it was fluid in it's like every once in a while out the out the reservoir i mean it'll suck it in and come out we're just doing, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Finally, we're like, fuck it, jack it up because it would kind of catch. And uh-huh. so we jack the fucking car up. Of course, it, it's a 14 bolt, so it's an offset diff a little bit in the front. So it kind of jacks it up half ass to where one tire just <laughs> keeps catching our fucking pit mat. So this fucking tarp pit mat that's covered in fucking oil just keeps <laughs> doing like one of these. Oh, oh man. man. But we get it fucking blood out to where it is. He's like, oh, yep, good. And so we put the cat back on and said, fuck it, leave the hood off um, and just and go. So they got back in the car. Um kicked him back out and the problem was in the middle of all doing this the ori car comes in for fuel because they literally bought this car like two weeks ago this thing has like some fucking 447 big block fucking the, they told them <laughs> the guys that they bought it from told them they get about three miles a gallon oh at like race God. speed and we're like okay so they're lying figure half of that you know just on the safe side didn't have a fuel gauge didn't know how big the fuel cell was because they literally just bought the fucking car Oh my God. So all they had done is like a little bit of wiring, put the ORIs on and a new wrap and like done. Go racing. All um, they know is that they need gas all yeah. the time. So we're like, plan <laughs> on fueling every lap. We're like, okay. So they come <laughs> fucking rolling in. And me and Shelby are like, fuck. So we run over and fucking throw our helmets back on, put this, and they're fueling. Ian's shirtless at this point. Oh God. Yeah. So, uh, so they put their, their, their fueling thing 
for the fuel cells, like right in front of the co drive. Like if you're sitting in the co driver's seat, it's like right on the fucking hood there. It's in your it's lap. cup holder. And the, it's prob- a cup holder. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is their overflow, you have to to vent it. it like it's vented through, I don't know, like a quarter, three eighths line all the time. But to know it's full, other than just pouring it out the fucking top, it's the way the cell's designed, it has a a valve up under picture it's in the right front wheel well kind of a concept so you have to so when it comes out of there this it's full so you have to sh- open that valve start dumping cans it took both of us to dump these cans in you dump and dump and dump and dump it but somebody has to stick their head kind of up under the the hood uh-huh. to watch for this overflow to start pissing race fuel out once it does that you shut rip the up. valve shut you also have to pull the the dump can out that's literally designed to dump fuel. That seems like a poor design. Oh, it's terrible. It's designed for a quick attach, like the hose that comes out and you just like lock it on. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. once it vents, you do that, you flip the lever and then you just uncouple it. We didn't have that set up. We got dump cans. Clearly. So it was terrible. We ended up fucking fuel all over the hood once. And we learned a little bit though, but it fucking sucked. Um, so then they go back out. They were fighting transmission issues. Their transmission, I think, was in like 280-ish ballpark. And we're like, fucking run it. That's warm. Like, you either blow that motherfucker up or it makes it. Like, literally at this point, it is too late. We checked the cooler, blew some water in the cooler with the fan. Like, looked fine. Nothing else you can do. Check the oil level. Put a couple quarts in. You know, send it. You, going, you're either going to quit racing yeah. or you're going to fucking smoke a trans that's probably already smoked. So... Or just stop right now and just sit yeah. there and watch everybody else yeah. race. So like, it's what are you just, do, right? Maybe, maybe it would have made it. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he checked, added a couple quarts of fluid, you know, send it. So they go back out. We get the car back. We get our car back together. Um, and then we're still, we finally ended up finding from another race team, the actual fitting that we needed. And they gave us that. So then we planned on coming back in on the next, they did a loop, did B loop, and then came back in. And we ended up, we already knew what tools we needed, sockets and everything to pull this hose off, poke your finger in the holes, <laughs> um, pull the fitting out, put a new fitting on, put the hose back on, tighten it up and then bleed it out. We didn't have to bleed it too bad the second time, but you just didn't trust the aluminum fitting. I mean, when you're running 80 some fucking miles an hour and doing like hardcore shit like that you know but the pressure isn't any higher just because it's an aluminum fitting it's still i don't know in the thousands right my my question for that is like what are the other fittings steel brass steel they're just well it's just a steel hydraulic line or like a no not aluminum it's got it's like a steel fitting in it i kind of thought they might have been aluminum no i was thinking like you're running running them at like an like fuel fittings or whatever those are just regular like hydraulic fitting oh yeah just like a steel fitting just, but what is it about aluminum specifically i'm like aluminum can definitely handle the pressure i don't know you're just, just worried about the, the fragility well, of aluminum but probably see, tapping and something yeah, tapping it. Yeah. here's the biggest question in our minds why did that fitting because you could see it it was visually bent like something either had to oh hit something it, hit it something or we did something probably the driver's fault so it's like what happened like what is going to happen to did we bottom the car out too hard? Oh, and it went so and far it, it hit, hit the it? chassis or something. We don't know. So we went two clicks up on the uh, on the shocks or on the struts <laughs> in the front b- before we went back out with the aluminum just to keep like in case yeah. maybe you bottomed it out just that hard and over. No, I see what you're saying you know? because if the aluminum like one got hit instead oh, it's of gonna like break, it would just break yeah. right off. So that's of what our biggest cracking. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what our concern was. It would just 
shear off and then dump your fluid and then no steering we were i mean that was probably the most i've ever come to being concerned that like the car was going to start on fire yeah because the headers right fucking there they were soaked in oil i mean it was smoking so we were yelling like watch for fire watch so we literally had a couple people standing like right there with our big fire aid fire extinguishers because like We've all seen oil on headers. Oh, yeah. Starts on fire. Oh, yeah. This motherfucker is soaked with oil, just baking it off. And we're like, "Ah," you know. Matt Matt lost a power steering hose. Uh, His return hose popped off the, Mm -hmm. at one point on the XJ and hit the header and just woof. Oh, yeah. And this thing's just uh rolling. Of course, everything gets so, it's wild to me, too, that like how much things get hot. Oh, yeah. Like, tubing on the cages get so hot you can't even touch it with your hand like it's just how <laughs> much trying to that, work on it you can't yeah, touch it that right? heat transfers through everything yep. for running that hard and that long it's wild well, it's radiant you know like yeah. you gotta think that there's putting their headers are putting on a radiant heat the engines put yep. on radiant heat and it all goes right into that chassis that chassis is like oh i'll soak like, that up hey. yep so that Should was our concern aluminum. was we just didn't want to break that aluminum fitting so we're it was over the radio they were like Coming in, don't anything, blah, blah, blah. Um, they were kept yelling that they needed somebody to check the right rear strut. They thought they'd had a strut problem. We actually did pre-running the car find that our right rear strut had a leak on the needle valve adjuster on the lowers. So it had zero pressure in it. Well, luckily, ORI's rebuild trailer was parked in our pit area. So we were like, hey, ORI, hey, fix this. can you fix our struts? <laughs> <laughs> they literally took it off and, and rebuilt the strut again, which is the same one. Well, it's we awfully had. convenient. Yeah, twice now. ORI it's the same, just happens to be there with all the shit you need. We need. And we're like, hey, boys. Um, Since you're here. So that was our, so they were yelling, you know, check the right rear strut because they thought they'd blown something on a strut or something. The car felt weird. Well, what had happened was, is that the car has a sway bar on the rear, just like a, and rock looking sway bar kind of deal. Um, the right side had the little machine part that spline goes on the uh-huh. spline. The arm and the sway bar link were MIA. Ooh. Oh, broke the sway bar arm completely off, ripped the sway bar link off. Wow. So the car had no rear sway bar. That would make it feel fun. When you tune the car to the point of like, <laughs> let's go up like 10 PSI, let's go one or two clicks here and there so precisely. And then, oh, by the way, now you have no sway bar. They're like, oh, yeah, that thing was. And then it's funny. It's always fun to talk to them after the race and like, how would it feel? And they're like, every time we would come into a corner, it was like big booty just got thrown around the corner. Like the car just that completely different. So they thought they had a strut problem or something. Turns out sway bars. Oh, you had a problem. Yeah. Sway bar in my head. Or, or something was the answer. Yeah. So we changed awesome. the fitting out real quick the second time. Um, confirmed that the strut wasn't fucked and needed nothing. Um, and then sent them back out. Then or I car has to get fueled again. <laughs> Take the tire away so we don't end up with Steve's trying to knock down a beer with yep. this monster truck tire. Uh or I car fueled again, check some stuff over on the radio on the transmission, a couple things like that. Really no other issues. Um and then finally on the they come back around on their third lap. And they pit coming off of B the second time. So they pit for fuel, didn't really need it, but took five gallons of fuel just to be on the safe side. Cause what time wise, we still look great to finish in our allotted time and finish the race, which is the goal. Um, so we wanted to just throw five gallons in quick, like look over the car, make sure nothing was fucked. 
they literally get out of pit and it's maybe two or three minutes and they get on the radio and they're like blew the rear drive shaft and we're like the fuck like they were just here like just checked it just pulled the fucking thing like nothing wrong with it um because that's kind of what you do is you just kind of grab a hold of shit and just start pulling on it and see if you know sure rods, you joint failure drive, or something. Yeah, see if you have an issue while you're standing there and and then you can fix it there um so literally like we would just fucking here like yeah. god damn it so you know of course they're like well we need this is what we need this is what we need and that's the other nice thing about having the guy that a built most of the chassis and b does all the race prep and kevin and built the car those two built the car right they know what size fucking bolts on anything they don't know they know what size extension you need to get to any you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you can so he can rattle off an exact parts list of tools that they need to change the rear drive shaft they're like drive shafts in the back floor compartment of the trailer this is what we need tool wise heath is on the way okay because we can't run parts out right come back to pit so isn't that funny yeah it's fucked up the co-driver um, can come and get it but you can't take it to him yep so jerry goes back to the trailer gets the drive shafts i get the tools put together and then we get back and we're like okay here you go and it, i mean they were literally like we walked to the end of the pits and they were probably i don't know from here to like kemper down this like two fucking city two blocks, blocks yeah. <laughs> and you can see them like right there and you're like fuck you know what did you do turns out the drone was following them when they broke the drive shaft because the drone on the live feed was like falling around the corner they go around the corner and just kind of pull off to the side and the drone's like whoa and like whips (laughs) at you and it's like what did you do in here race car and uh turns out where the splined in welds into the tube Mm -hmm. it was not really a good weld from that drive shaft shop so oh yeah i have seen that the drive shaft looks fucking immaculate condition yeah because it literally just so had a spare, so they go out, change the drive shaft on the course, um, then go through, get you know, get that done. So we're like, all right, we're good, we're back in. They, all they had to do then was complete. Was it another A? I think they had one more A and B loop to do. Came around, got the white flag in the allotted time. And how the rules work is you have, I think they gave us five hours from the start time with our corrected time. So we started at like 155 so we had till 655 to finish the race mm-hmm. uh or take the white flag to finish the race we took the white flag with plenty of time to complete our a lap because they did shorten it they had an extra b lap or b oh. loop they were supposed to do but every they shortened the race because the 4900s ran for like five or six hours wow oh it was ignorantly long um so they shortened our race before we even went into that for the day so we only had to do an a b a b a b and then an a loop so after a you were done so we literally and a is like i don't want to call it easier but it's the like less hard basically three and a half laps yes gotcha um and so (laughs) we're like all we have to do is finish a loop and we will finish the fucking race which was the goal and sure as shit the sun's like going down and then finally and through the like dust and the sun you see the car coming out does a little bit of a short course and finishes the race nice and we're like holy shit like all we wanted to do is finish the race like they were waving the checkered flag when we came through like fucking sweet that's a win yes it's awesome so we were stoked that was pretty exciting to see all that work throughout the whole season come down to like all of the pit problems and everything like that and be able to finish the race 
So all said and done, we out of 37 cars, we ended up finishing 20. Not bad. Not which terrible. Is pretty good. Um, it's very, I don't know. There were some big names that finished behind us because their shit broke mm -hmm. or didn't hold up or didn't stay together. Um, my stat paper, note sheet, cheat sheet, says that says that our GPS measures in the car, it measures how much time you were moving. So if you stop, it doesn't count time. Uh, if you're parked in pits, it doesn't measure your time. So it just tells you moving time. And then they give us our race time at the end of the, the deal. So our total race time was four hours and 42 minutes from the start to when we crossed the line. Our moving time was three hours and 55, 56 minutes. So literally we were only stopped in four hours and 42 minutes for 46 minutes total. Not bad. So between the first fitting, the second fitting, fuel, drive shaft, 46 minutes of downtime. That's not bad. That's pretty damn pretty fast. Pimp. Yeah. Um, we did 105 miles, average speed of 26.7 miles an hour, over 105 race miles. Also, got to give kudos, we hit a new high score for the top mile an hour of that race car. Oh, yeah. High score. A new high score. How fast? Exciting. Take a guess. 58. Highest? Wait. New you, highest. No, you told me this. I'm probably, I'm probably way lower than it should be. And He's, this, keep in mind, this was KOH included. Oh. We went faster here than we did at KOH, wow. too. Okay, I'm, I'm way off. But we're also talking, for those who don't know, I guess we could have done that. It's a tube chassis car on 43-inch stickies. Yep. 14 bolt front and rear, ORI struts front and rear, single shock, built six two, uh, built six two, five hundred gas motor, yeah. pump gas motor, um, mm. direct drive SCS case, um, you know the works. But in a world of five two oh, bypasses and all this other bullshit, I would like to change my number. Go ahead, you change, pick a number. This is gonna be kind of high, probably. Maybe, it but is. I'm thinking Koh. I'm like, you got like desert runs where you, go, you know, get out there and go. Well, you'd be thinking, but you're also talking how fast you want to go on 43 stickies. 43 ah, stickies yeah. and a single strut. We're not even talking a single coil. We're talking single ORI strut on each corner. Maybe I should stay at 58. It's definitely not the top speed of the weekend. That's for sure. I was gonna say 92, but I'm like, that's way too fast. That'd be nuts. The, the fastest one I saw on somebody's GPS was 99 mile an hour. And that was with it. And I was like, oh, that new motor's working pretty good. He's like, oh, no, that's the old little motor. I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God. Like, God damn. 74. Ooh, that's pretty good. New top speed of 82.9. Damn. Damn, that's scooting Could on some 43s. you imagine moving 83 fucking miles an hour on some 43 stickies? On course. On on race course. Yeah, we're not talking on the Not the interstate. <laughs> this is on the race course, off-road. He was getting it. Oh, he found Did it. Did he say it felt like The funny miles? thing was, uh, I think oh, the like comment was made of. Yep, found his balls and then quickly, <laughs> quickly lost them. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how that works. I would too. Yes. I, yeah. So do you have all of the um, stuff pulled up? Yes. Because I do. So let me. So, OK, so you've got it up too. Mm -hmm. So we don't have yet. We don't know because we weren't on the podium. So we weren't the top three, unfortunately, of the National Series Points Championship. Okay. So we don't know where we finished. What yet. class was he in? Forty four hundred. Well, 44. Um, so we don't yet have the final points for the na national series. And this is across like the West, North and East series. Um, and like for the record, what blows my mind is I say we finished 20th out of 37 cars, right? Mm -hmm. There are names on this list 
that blow my mind, even being involved with it. Vaughn Gittin Jr., Lauren oh, yeah. Healy. Number two. I mean, Bailey Campbell, Waylon Campbell, Shannon Campbell. I mean, like, names that, like, I have, like, grew up. Uh-huh. Like, holy shit. I mean, Vaughn Gittin Jr., for Christ's sake. They were down there at this race? Yeah. Did you get to check and talk to him? We raced him. Did you talk to him? No. Come on. They're a little bougie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a problem. I don't remember the kid that was with Jacob. He got a bougie coat. But he was, like, uh, he was like, yeah, I got my picture. I don't know if it was Lauren or Vaughn, but he's like, yeah, I got a selfie with him. He was all excited. It was I funny. mean, yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, I would totally If you grew up with those too. names, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, they're, uh, we, they're just, I, regular, I geeked they're just out, regular people. But... I geeked out following both of them at Crandon in right. the Razor down the fucking highway. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so cool. So that's what I mean. When I say we finished 20th out of 37 cars, we're, we're passing people of, or not passing, we're, racing with those name people like right. that's just cool to me um so obviously them guys were up there competing for top 10 top five and points and you all beat that you beat out chip mclaughlin we beat out shannon campbell we beat out Waylon campbell you did yeah shannon blew his motor like 100 oh. yards in the qualifying so it was kind of a technical win but <laughs> fucking our motor held together uh um, take it when you can get yeah, it yeah exactly so I mean, we came into this, we came into nationals 19th in the nation in points. So we should move up a few. We're hoping top 15 in our first season of ultra four nationally in points. Yes. Top 15 out of the world and, or the nation in ultra four 4,400 unlimited class with a fucking budget built rig on home. I mean, that chassis was home it's, built. It's a rock. Mountain. Yeah. It wasn't a bought chassis. <laughs> it wasn't a fucking, you know, yeah, it's not it's running. Not- race axles that are 40 50 grand yeah um it was kind of cool we talked to um i can't even think of his fucking name um bailey cole dave dave cole's son really really nice guy we're talking to him and his crew chief and stuff and um because they're selling the cars in cars for sale if anybody's interested it's one hundred sixty thousand dollars. um comes race prepped and with all their spares and all their technical notes he was like Yep, tells you everything on how many clicks and turns and pressures on shocks for oh humidity. Oh, my gosh. Um, he's like, it comes with a manual on like, how to pull the engine. And he wow. said it's so detailed down to the, um, the, the detail that it literally tells you how many lengths on the, each end of the leveler to put oh. on the engine mm-hmm. so that it comes out without having to fight it. Could you imagine having to take that detailed of notes? on like like, i love it but like when you're down out of race season and racing is your thing oh yeah these guys you have extra time to do that to you know take it apart and take so but what is the need for that so that you can hire on a a guy when they're like he 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 got beat for the national championship by three points mm. literally one spot on Mm. corrected time he actually finished in eighth and then bailey campbell finished behind him but because of corrected time, she actually ended up finishing in front of him. Missed out on a national championship by three points. That's the level they're at. Wow. You know what I mean? Like that, that it just blows my mind. It's how my cool mind. that shit is. But, um, so they're really cool people and all that and just yeah. stand around shooting the shit. And, uh, it's just cool how you can interact with those kind of people that you never thought you would talk to. And I just sit there, talk to you like normal people. Yeah. And, uh, because they are normal people. Yeah, that it's just wild. <laughs> they just mm-hmm. do abnormal things. So hopefully we can finish top fifteen in the national points. 
Um, we finished ninth in East Coast points, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. Top 10. So uh, the top three in the, we'll just do the top three in all the classes just real quick. Yeah. It was Josh Blyler, Vaughn Gittin, and Rusty Blyler. Took top three in 4,400. Um, in the 45, 48, 4,600. See, these guys, let, let's time comparison here. The winner of the 4,400 class did seven laps in three hours and 12 minutes. We did seven laps in four hours and 42 minutes. So a bit of a gap. Mm-hmm. The 48, 45, and 4,600 guys. Gee, many Christmas. Getting that sort of <laughs> there. They did five laps in two hours and 52 minutes. Could you imagine? Like, gee, that's just slow. But anyway, <laughs> comparatively, it's like holy crap. Yeah. Um, and forty. They weren't running eighty-two. Yeah, miles they an weren't hour. running fucking hundos. Uh, forty-five, six hundred class. Brad Level, John Schaefer, and John Snell. Don't know any of them guys. Those are the like style. Those are like the Mick Henson and the Toyota that I showed you. The guy. I don't know what the guy in the Broncos name is. To be honest with you, Oliver. He's just some nice dude. Uh, forty-eight hundred Casey Gilbert. Flopped his shit over in qualifying pretty solidly, but ended up winning. Steve Graft and then Jeremy Jones is one that we pitted for. Finished third in that class. So I'd like nice. to take a little credit. We didn't get a shout out when he was on the podium um, directly to me and Shelby, but it was like, thanks to everybody that helped me. So like we were kind of included in the like podium mm-hmm. speech. So I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll take it. Um, and then in the 4,500, which is stock classes, Dwayne Garrettson, Cody St. Clair and Justin Hall. No relation. I think it's like a cousin. I believe. Mm. Yeah, they live like she was like. Yeah, they live like I don't know an hour or something like that. If if that apart, um, forty nine hundred, which is the old razors, Josh Smith, Shannon Campbell, and Brian Stone. They did six laps in three hours and forty five minutes. It's almost hmm. four hours. Basically, it's six laps. They yeah. did six laps faster than the forty eight did. Oh, dude, five laps. Them fucking. Dudes move in them fucking razors. It blows my mind, especially in the A loop where they can get the real higher speeds. And I, I bet they were over 100 mile an hour in some of those parts. If if the big cars are doing 100 mile an hour, they're probably at least that fast. That blows your mind. Blows my fucking mind. Let's fuck all that nonsense. Right. But like, I'll just work at my own speed and just come on around and have a good day. So, <laughs> so yeah. Then we got done with all that shit. Uh, sat around, ate some dinner, went to bed, got up, drove 11 and a half hours home. Got home at nine last night. For some reason, set the camper up as though you were going to go somewhere. Uh, well, or is it your, as though okay. you're going to sleep in it? So it really stresses me out to like walk around the camp because we're just going like, to unload it. Yeah. So like it stresses oh. me out to walk around it when it's like on a fucking angle and it's like wobbling. Yeah. So yeah. it just annoys the fuck out of me. So gotcha. I always like, I just put the jacks, jacks down so it would be flattish. Is it level? Did you it's level it? <laughs> he leveled it just to temporarily so just to, park it there. Just to give you an idea, it's parked, literally parked in his front yard yeah. in this neighborhood yeah. sideways. Well, the fucking race trailer's parked in the driveway yeah. and the dually's parked in the other driveway and the wife's car's like tucked up under will the neck. Will it even of the, fit in the driveway? Yeah, I've, the had, garage? I've had it. Oh, it will. Behind the house there. Yeah. Well, yeah, before. there, but like up to the garage. Um, I bet it would fit in the concrete part of the driveway. Really? It'd be close. God, it'd be tight. Just hanging out in the street a little yeah. bit. Just a smidge. Yeah, it'd be, just a smidge. It'd be right there. Male lady would not drop her mail no. off. So... Bill. Yeah, I just pull it right up there. <laughs> Bill the mail lady. <laughs> and then dro- had to drop the 
the open trailer and the razor, hooked up the razor, pulled the open trailer around and put it in the backyard and put the razor back in the garage, put the dually back in the driveway. All done. Yeah. All like 9, 30, 10 o'clock last night. So Good fuck the neighbors, but it's fine. You know what? Somebody's got to bring some excitement. That's not gunfire. Or something so speaking of Bill, I feel like this is kind of important. So we're going to Moonlight this weekend. Yeah. You, you knew that, right? They were going to Moonlight. I heard. So well, the reason a, I say that. No excuse. If you, on a podcast. If you go to the page for this event that we set up, yes. there's an announcement at the top that says, hey, guys, we are not going to Moonlight. We're going to Badlands. Uh, and I made a post <laughs> saying, no, no, Jesus, this is Moonlight. But the reason I mentioned Bill is Bill on two separate posts was like, OK, so Badlands, because the first thing you see when you go to that event is this has been changed to Badlands. Bill's going to show up at the Badlands. No, and he's I, gonna no go, he, uh, he knows we're going. I told Bill personally, and no, he's, and he's in the to group, Moonlight. He's in the group chat Okay, for Moonlight, and it got changed to the Badlands chat, and I'm like, no, no, I changed that, literally changed that to, no, no, Moonlight. <laughs> okay, well, whoever made that first post that's a quote announcement, that first post should probably either be deleted or be changed. I am working on it right now. Okay, thank you. Because if somebody was relying on the Facebook event page, they would end up at the Badlands and the rest of us would be in Missouri. change, we're still going to... We'll interview you. Okay, let's just go ahead and... Because I bet they're mad. Can I just delete Dustin's post altogether? You think that's fine? Yeah. Who cares? It's Dustin. What's he going to do? If he tries to attack you, just hold his forehead and he'll just swing his little arms at you and he won't hit you. We're the same height. Your ankles. I was going to say, your your ankles are going to be sore when he's punching you in the ankle, but what do you do? He'll just kick you in the shins. Yes. No, no. we're, We're literally the same height. My buddy Joel is hoping to have his YJ done. Did you see that? Maybe. I have not wheeled with Joel in over 10 years. Wow. Get on. And Wait. he and he was rowdy back in the day. That could be so fun. fun. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. If he gets that thing <laughs> that done and ready to go, like that's gonna be super awesome. He's to planning to go to Moonlight in uh-huh. three days. Uh-huh. Wow. I mean, he's been working on it for months. Listens to Is the he podcast. A local guy? Mm-hmm. I guess I've never met him. At least I don't think he I have. He lives in uh Sydney. Interesting. Yeah. He hasn't gone uh, wheeling in 10 years. So. That's yeah. probably why I don't know him. I've only been wheeling yeah. 10 years. Like, I think you may work seconds at craft or thirds at craft. Yeah, you don't hang out at craft either. So That too. None yeah. of those things. Uh, like yeah, we so. used to wheel together back in the day. And then um, he just, he does race car. He does like fast car stuff too. So he's got a uh, lightning. He's got a built lightning. He's What's got a Mustang. What's the guy with the, uh, the Ultra 4 XJ that was we were talking about? That he was still working on it. It's black. It's not it an Ultra 4 XJ. It's just almost. Oh, it's Rob. A tube. Rob. Yeah, what about it? Well, he was, I thought he was like building it to race like Ultra 4. He is. He's just not done. Well, get on it. I'm saying. I want to see it. Like, I bet that's so fucking awesome. It's pretty cool looking. I want to ride it. There was a lot of guys racing like XJs or some kind of like full body Jeeps and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a thing. You should have taken more photos of that stuff. I was too busy standing there doing picker stuff and watching going. I mean, I guess that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. You should have like had your phone. Yeah. The live feeds are on the Ultra 4's website. Uh, we did. I was on the live feed like a lot. That was pretty cool. Every time we'd fucking turn around in the pits, the like camera guy was like right there because you're the only yeah. guy apparently in the whole pits that put gas in vehicles. They're just like, oh, we were one of the over there few, Yeah, but yeah, we had they had pictures of us like, working on the cars, and it was pretty cool. Well, like live That's video cool. of it. So I had a couple of text messages like, saw you on the live feed, and I'm like nice. So, of course, when Catherine was driving, I was going back to the live feed about like, all right, I know we were pitting about here and you'd be like, ah, screenshot. So it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, Making fucking famous and nobody knows who I am, but I'm happy. 
Well, you're wearing a helmet a anyway, full, right? So like, no one helmet. can even tell yeah, who you are. But you're like, that's Ian. Like, Somehow yeah. I know. Um, yeah. So it's a good time. It was a fucking that park is just blows my mind. Like it sounded just like there's a lot going on. But there. it was also cool because usually at an ultra four race you don't get to get out and pre run that much. Um, that was cool to just go put some fucking miles on the razor and get impressed. There was about three or four times I was like, fuck this. I have no desire to do any of this at like race car speed. And then there was other times you're like, oh, yeah, this would be fun. It all depends on where you're at in the trail. At the right. Moment, kind of a thing. Would but, you consider racing your razor? in? oh, yeah. You're already going to next year. I don't know, but I would consider it. The problem is, like, <laughs> I didn't have a phone. I didn't have a GPS. We didn't know, like, where exactly on B loop we were the whole time. How close we were to, like, you know what I mean? Like. Just didn't know. All right. So, like, if we would have blown a fucking tire or broken something, we would have been fucking walking or just yeah. sitting there waiting. We did pass, uh, well, the one guy, and then we passed another. It was like a four seat. We had a cab and everything. So, I don't know, somebody's out just riding around or whatever. Um, the whole wheel and tire was just missing and jacked up. So, I don't know if they had a flat and like somebody came out and picked them up or whatever. But I'm like, fuck having to stand there or walk back from there because that was like miles from camp. Less than ideal. So, of course, yeah. if you were racing, you would have had all the comms yeah. and you'd have yeah, been so just have been, fine. Yeah, it was one of those like you start pushing a little harder and they're like, okay, dumbass, back it down before we have to walk. I don't walk very far. Very long, so. <laughs> Unless it's a hundred yard sprint. <sighs> to get to, to well, get I don't to know. It seems like a good idea that's in a fire suit. But right. like, A, we weren't going it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, you passed <laughs> your stress test. Yeah. In the in the yeah. moment, it seemed like a good idea. And I'm like, note to self, don't fucking run anywhere in a fucking three-layer fire suit. That's black. It's fine. Oh, I was fucking about to stroke out. Stress test. Oh, I was done. I literally just like had to sit down. <laughs> your body's like. <laughs> yeah. I'm like that's the most physical exercise I've done in like, I want to say months, but it's probably more in the years. Ballpark, yeah. So, yeah. No, thanks. That's why I drive things with with a fucking steering wheel and not mm-hmm. run for fun. So mm-hmm. not run for fun, but uh, yeah, it was a good time. It'd be a good event to go to. Sounds if like you didn't want to like go to like KOH or something like that. Um, there were people there just spectating and riding, you know, riding races mm-hmm. and shit. Cause the rest of the park's open. I was going to ask you that was the re- anything that wasn't part of the race course. Is yeah. open the oh, whole time. fuck. There was um, I think it was North Shore. The guys Jake was with actually had to radio into race ops. At one point, they had fucking spectators riding like right on or near the fucking race course that they were, like ran in. I don't know if like obviously I don't think they hit anybody, but they obviously were upset about it enough to call back into pit to race ops and say, hey, there's fucking spectators on course. FYI. So Yikes. either they go out and have they have course marshals and shit throughout the course set, set up and and all that, but and like safety workers and what's wrong with people? It's like you don't see that, oh. that yellow tape up. Do not cross race <laughs> the, line. The or worst something. thing is like it's pretty. But do they have sixteen miles of yellow tape up? No, not. I kind of figured they would. No. Like at bouncer races, we usually do miles? sixteen. Not okay, not sixteen miles, <laughs> but like <laughs> when you put it that way, I'm just saying that like. You would think that they'd have enough mm. markers that you would know not to cross into no. it. Maybe not. I don't know. Like, nope. You don't know don't what's know. going on. You all of a sudden come up yeah. on. You're like, what's this? And all of a sudden. Yeah. Yum! Because, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, they're not all packed up. So it's every once right. in a while. You may be five minutes for race. You just hear this. Too. You're like, you're just kind of like just moseying along through the weeds. And all of a sudden you're just. Oh, oh yeah. man. Somebody's getting rowdy. And all of a sudden they come by at 80 mile an yeah. hour. And you go, hey, girl. Yeah. You're like, oh. Yeah. But yeah, the rest Whoa. of the park was open. There was a bunch of people rolling in. That Boy, that guy's in a hurry. Racing. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? 
<laughs> someone you're just sitting there on the trail drinking a beer. Don't a, do that. And, a and a vehicle passes you three feet in the air at 80 miles an hour. Just <laughs> yes. I bet his wife has to go pee. Yeah. <laughs> or she's late. having a baby. He is late, <laughs> late for an appointment. Um, but yeah, I don't know whether they knew it or not. I mean, it was one of those like, Jesus. So, I mean, you could still, that's the cool thing about it. You can go down there and ride, watch them race. You could sit out. And the neat part was in a couple different spectator spots, you could sit and literally just watch them run through the, through the fields. Oh, find a nice high spot. Yeah. That sounds yeah. awesome. Watch them run through the short course. I want to be wheeling while watching yeah. racing. Everything yeah. you can see, Simba, is race course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool event. I would definitely suggest it as like a, if you wanted to go to like a marquee ultra four race and maybe didn't want to go to like That's Hammers, you go to that. My uncle's trying to get me to go to Hammers. I'll see you there. He's going to be there for a few days. It's a couple, three days at least. Yeah. He'll be there. You flying out? In what capacity? I don't know. I don't know yet. Oh, you don't have to line out? I'm going to try. Best case scenario, I'm going to take the race trailer and the dually. Convoy. Oh, the, the race wife? trailer coming anyway? With the wife? Good progress. Yeah, I don't know if she's going or not. Okay. That's the, uh, because it all depends on getting that extra two days out and two days back time Oof. off work. Just in drive time. That's a lot. <coughs> Excuse you. Yes, it is. So worst case scenario, and I say worst case, but worst case scenario, I'm going to fly somewhere and bunk up with somebody and all that. But yeah, um, I would like to obviously take my own shit. Actually, we were talking about a plan. I don't know. We were at Cranon talking about it, about just putting a razor in a trailer and with someone else. And then that way the razor's out there. You'll have that and then just figure it out. A razor like in your trailer yeah. or somebody else's trailer? No, in somebody else's trailer. Oh, I get you. That way I could fly out and sell on the razor. Right. So. Do some yeah. programming and stuff with that. Yeah, see how that goes. I don't know. It'll don't be know it'll be fun either way. Um, I'd like to take something a vehicle wise out there, but like, yep. If I meet my uncle out there, that'd be fine as well. Yep. I think the experience would be cool enough to hook That's you, and the then like, like, okay, oh next year I'll be coming back. You know what I mean? But he's like, he's like, that entire event is run on alcohol and testosterone. Yep. Mm. Because I said something to him, I was like, well, I got to check with Jess. You know, that's a long time with the toddler. And he's like, I don't know if I'd bring a toddler. I'm like, yeah. you're not bringing a toddler. He's talking about being gone <laughs> right? from the toddler, not with the toddler. Yeah. But uh, so that'll be, that's the next Ultra 4 race. Be King Hammers 22. So Hammers coming yeah, at you. Done for the season. So. Rob, get your shit done. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, we'll see that thing on back door. Let's see. Race trailers coming. I'm going to actually didn't really do much last week because we were only here for two nights, three nights, two nights, podcast night, pack yeah. night, leave night. Seriously. Well, we left Wednesday, left Wednesday night. Yeah. Wow. So didn't do Shoot. anything there. Probably work on it this week. We've got it all stripped and gutted and need to start putting some new stuff in shower cabinets, all the cabinets and all the shit. We bought all the stuff. It's in the back, which is beautiful storage for your front work, which is nice. I don't have to like store it in my house or my garage. I just put it in the back of the trailer. Did you get a message about the website this week? Yes. I need to look into that. Okay. You've not looked into it? Nope. Okay. I feel like I just need to relink the uh, Instagram. I think is what was up there. Okay. I don't know why it did that, but yeah. Right. Um, my so race trailers coming along. Not taking it to not this weekend. Next weekend will be point one finals in Mayo. At Mayo. Mayo. Mayo, Mid-America. Oh. I always call it Mayo just because I think it's funny. Mid-America. Mayo. Mid-America Outdoors. We call it Mayo. Mid-Am. Mayo. mid So oh. if you're not going, you should go. I think I have to get a price total 
Let me know if you want some raffle tickets. You have to be present to win. Um, I think they're a dollar ticket or 25 or 20. Hmm. But I think it was like 60 or 70 grand worth of shit we're giving away. Like five sets of MRT tires. Um, and we got a Turbo 400, built Turbo 400 from Fritz Performance. Um, I mean, I know we've got complete off-road stuff. We've got ORA. We picked up some ORA stuff from Jacob this weekend for that. Uh, there's all kinds. I mean, there's stupid amounts of stuff shit. on stuff on stuff. I want to build Turbo 400. It is like a five thousand dollar <laughs> transmission, like full valve body, like built. It can handle seven thousand horsepower. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was like a race <laughs> transmission. Yeah. Um, I, there's just so much shot to get a list <laughs> next week and kind of go down it, but thousands and thousands of dollars and shit that we're giving away, and you can literally win it for a dollar a ticket. Must be present to win. Yeah, you got to be there to win. So if you want to buy your raffle tickets, just give me some money and I will buy myself a lot of raffle tickets and I will pick which one actually won. But like, no, that wasn't yours. Sorry. No, it wasn't yours. (laughs) I just need, uh, we got a couple sets. I think we got two sets of 32 inch MRT tires that I would need for the Razor. So as long as I win those, I'm pretty confident that I'm, you know, I'm just happy. Are those stickier than what you have now? They are the race compound Kevlar. So the thicker sidewall Mm. and then a, I think they're stickier. I don't know if they're like a true sticky or not, but it is their race tire. So nice 32 inch tire, which is what I can did it. Did it just almost like just start smelling amazing in here? Yeah, I kind of thought the same thing. So either my kitchen's doing amazing things (laughs) and my house is burning down and it smells like delicious. The first thing to go was the freezer and all the meats getting (laughs) cooked. It's cooking it deliciously as it's on its way to the the door is shut to the studio and all of a sudden it just starts wafting amazing smells in here like what is going on? Sounds like someone's baking some chicken or something. Cooking something. Yep. But anyway, so yeah, point one finals here in two weeks. Then I am done for the year. I gotta finish the race trailer and build a razor. So ye fucking ha, bud. Ye ha. Yeah. I'm being quite honest with you. I'm not looking forward to driving back to fucking Oklahoma again next week. No, all <laughs> that driving, weeks, I guess. I can't even imagine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it, and what's fucked up is like, it really, I want to say it like looking back, it wasn't that bad. Like, I mean, it wasn't hard. Just sit there and fucking hold steering wheel, you know, like yeah. just drive and like, was it worth it? Fuck yeah. Like we'll do it right. again. You know what I mean? Like that's what's fucked up is a year ago. 11 hours to a park like that fuck like i couldn't begin to say how many no's it would have been but now that like we've done it all year so many times yeah 11 hours is like i'm just like it's 11 hours just another drive you've just become a truck driver yeah and when when people are like whoa 11 hours i'm like yeah it's a couple hours farther but the fucked up part with this trip and it really kind of mind fucks you is you go down through joplin and usually when we get to joplin you get off the interstate you get fuel at the Petro. Then you check out the Chrome shop, all the fancy, nice trucks sitting there. And then you literally, it's an, like an hour and 20 minutes from the highway to mid America. And that's the farthest into Oklahoma. We would win mm-hmm. this one. No, you just blow right on by Joplin and go another, like, I don't know, fucking four hours. Oh, to well. a crossbar. Yeah. So it's the like, Oh, but Joplin, of course, I've already done that drive. I'm almost there. I did that drive <laughs> last year. Did that drive earlier for visions. So mm-hmm. like you get to Joplin, you're like, Psh hour and 20 minutes and you were done no no so then when it's like 250 some miles of joplin you're like oh my god uh-huh. like joplin's the drive you know like we've got to get 250 miles to joplin it's like god it's so funny. that was a little mind fuckery but once you get past there you start seeing shit you've seen before and 
right. you know, what fuel stops you're going to stop at. And then, then the next thing you know, you're like, and we're in Litchfield getting gas and going to be home in no time. Right, almost home. Yeah. So, uh, so just fucking do it. Chris Willie texted me earlier at eight o'clock and was like, Hey, I'll be on the road for another hour. Give me a shout when you guys get done recording. And we are done. Recording. We're still recording over an hour later. Oh yeah. Uh, and, uh, I said, well, this is going to be a long podcast. Still recording. He goes, LOL, overlanding, LS2 buggies, sunglasses, headlights, shit box, or some new topic. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I forgot golf carts. <laughs> golf carts. <laughs> well, you got over there. Oh, my Italian beef. That's Looks what like we were smelling. Thanks, sandwiches or something. It's weird that she only what made us sandwiches bring? and none for Ian. Yeah, I guess. I guess you guys <laughs> each strange. get a sandwich and you're done. So, uh, <laughs> and then we'll leave. Thanks. She just about nailed the timing, and I have not. Like, my phone's dead. Did so you tell her at eight o'clock you wanted dinner? Oh, it's guys at nine. She's like, she's like, it's nine and dinner's ready. You either eat now or fuck off. <laughs> that's it. That's what that was. She's like, cheese will be melted when you guys get the recording. Yes. So that's all I've That's got. how you do it. That's how you shut the podcast down. Just bring well, me food. I'm sitting here looking at it and going, <laughs> yep. All right. That's all I've got to tell you. It's cool. So let's shut this one down. Oh, real uh, quick. Yes, sir. I oh, built, yeah. I built an off-road oh, yeah. anonymous fire extinguisher mount. Steve and Ian were complaining that, uh, I saw the picture and it's all pretty and painted and done. Yeah. This took me like Take 10 well minutes and... to build and like 15 minutes to paint, like half an hour. And you and can actually have this. Now that I see it in person, I actually probably gonna order some because I actually and like it. I oh, did you, put a photo up on the nice. trail writers page. If I you guys want to look at it, I don't know. Why tick. is it? Why is it? We see things in person. It's different. Like I was like, oh, I want it nice and tick welded, but like, he welded it on the bottom side of stuff and like you have to grind it flat. And even I actually yeah. read the ORA instructions and it's like, well, it's, I might lay down some pretty he, beads and it's like, okay, I'm grinding them. Yeah, he took the sides, but I mean, it's a fire extinguisher holder. Like as long as there's something there to hold it, I didn't even think about doing the sides just as it poked through. There's like a little indent and I was like, that's the perfect place to lay a bead. Yeah motor bead on through there and it looks super stupid clean that way so yeah because you don't see the wall probably at took all. you seven minutes to put it together and now it's all good and you just i want it pull the pin and then out the scratch scratch the, scratch the, paint, the fuck out of my new fuck. paint but that's all right whatever you have to make sure it works <laughs> it's okay it's Rip gonna get scratched no matter what okay i want to I put it see, but if it was powder coated hmm. there you go you get it powder coated if, it wouldn't fit together if i do it all nicely to not scratch the paint no one can hear it this is a podcast Hello. Well, that's all I got. We'll shut it down. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming and listening to episode 96. Check out our partner companies, Complete Off-Road. Call Chris if you need any kind of off-road accessories for your rig. 563-583-5363. Check out Complete Off-Road. Not CompleteOffRoad.com. You can check out CompleteOffRoad.com, but also check out CrawlerOffRoad.com for any of your recovery gear. Check out Offroad Anonymous for any of your parts that you may need, your fabricated parts like this kick-ass Offroad Anonymous fire extinguisher mount we were just speaking about. And check out Morflate if you need a inflation device. Is that all of our things? I think I want to... When's Jacob's... I don't ever pay attention to this and what? I apologize. His deal of the week... Comes out on Monday? Yes. yes. So it should be good this week that this podcast is out. Technically, yes. If you need some leaf spring purges, because oh. he has, I did see the email um, that the, this is probably my phone charger. Good grief. Um, <laughs> the leaf spring purchase with the u limiters that have the plate with the bolts. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's on sale this week from ORA. Nice. So I know that's like a thing that everybody's like, ooh, it's a little more expensive. It's on sale. It's so on sale. 20% it. off? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 20% nice. off. Always 20%. And like, so good, such good sales. Fuck with u bolts. 
Yes. It so, is pretty sweet. Yeah. Go check out Offered Anonymous. Sign up for their email list, and he will email you every Friday. Is it Friday? I got, Friday, it, I got it today. Oh, you guys say it's Monday. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, He will email you on Monday and let you know what the deal of the week is, so it gives you a full seven days to pick up the deal of the week and get your discount on those parts. Run sales every week, usually, unless they're out to an event or something. Um, But it's no, always like a good how deal. They were, what was it, closed? For something for, for nationals, for nationals, yeah. Like, yeah. hey, we're not gonna be around, so yeah. no deal this week. So this week they're gonna do uh, you bull eliminators. So, uh, only thing we got left for this episode is Mike, beer, Mike. Yeah. What are you laying down this time? What am I laying down this time? Yeah. You think I'm gonna tell you something like worldly or wise or something that might like help your life? Be that'd be nice. Boy, you know, I had something, but now all I can think about is Italian beef. So I guess, <laughs> so I guess it's have you some Italian beef. Better yet, make you some Italian beef. Oh, there you go. Yes. I had something, but now I can think of Italian beef. Oh, you're smelling them. Mike and I are leaving going to, to Portillo's. <laughs> yep. The Portillo's drive-thru is still open. It's still open. All righty. Well, apparently that's all you got. Go eat some Italian beef. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you on the trail this week. This week this in week. Moonlight. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs>